No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM. BZ How about those hurricanes, baby? Where the hell is Joe Rose right here? Let's have an inquisition. WQAM, Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Feel God out. WQAM, where the faggot is. All right. Purpose of this campaign is to build for the future, uh, n- not just to focus on 2008. It's to build alternative parties, build new democracy, uh, involve more people. Here comes another presidential promise maker. Says that he's known as a mover and a shaker. We knew he put his name into the race sooner or later. Hey, Ralph Nader. Because I get things done. I've got a 40-year record here in Washington. Big money and the closing down of Washington against citizen groups prevent us from trying to improve our country. I want every Everybody to have the right and opportunity to improve their country. You lose your government, you gotta go in the electoral ring. Spent many years as consumer advocator, now he's running in the race, independent crusader. Will he get the vote? Will there be any takers? Hey, Ralph and Nader, boy! Okay, it's 1001 at Q. Now, let me ask you something. What, what's the capacity in that new arena that they build on campus that they need, like a Lochen Cup, like a hole in the head? Josh? Mm hmm. What's your capacity there? How many does it hold? You know what? I'd be lying to you. I just ran in here, and I don't even know what you just said. So ask me again, and we're good. We had a little problem over in the other room, so. And what problem was that? He does move fast, though, i got to say. It, was it, the big old uh, stuffing donuts down this pussy again? What was the problem? And he almost choked and died, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> so go ahead and ask me again, and I'll give you an What's answer. What's the capacity of the U of M basketball arena? Oh, it's tiny, thing? man. Like, I think tops, like 7,000. Oh, because they had 59.53 for that game last night. Well, then that's then six that, is the that's capacity, because I heard it was packed. It was full house. Really? Yeah. It's, I mean, really? it's a little arena. Maybe I'm underestimating the incredible amount of interest there is there. You think? Because I heard that call by Joe Zagaki and Clarence there. Oh, okay. He, he is incoherent, man, Zagaki, and even Clarence. The most exciting thing in South Florida sports that's going on is a hurricane basketball. It's just anyway. If you're wondering why Josh Cordes is here today, it's because Chris is missing an awful lot of time too. I think I'm going to go on vacation tomorrow at noon. And if anybody don't like it, screw them. You know what I mean? The hell with that. All these slackers, man. Joe Joe Rose, he he works uh, kind of like a mad dog schedule, like whenever he feels like it. Don't y'all? Where is he today? Are you big stars? Let me see. Is he back tomorrow? Uh, yeah, he's back tomorrow. Well, thank God for that. Not that we don't want the big O on there interviewing, uh, whatever the coach's name. What's his name, Frank Haith? Yes. Lord, you proud of me that I knew that? Not really. I knew Ron Fraser pretty well. You know your sports. Yeah, not that I don't. Basketball, ooh. All these seven-foot freaks. Oh, no, you're not getting ready for a little March Madness? I see the heat lost again. All right. I guess that's not a bulletin, huh? No, they, they blow. They suck. <laughs> Here's Howard Dean. Win this nomination, are going to go away believing they've been cheated. Maybe we'll get that election all over again. Looks like it. Because there's sure one thing nobody is going to sit still for. Let me tell you right now, nobody is going to sit still, except, of course, for the swillery backers. And, and you notice uh, there, there's our uh, governor sticking his nose into it. He's a Republican, Charlie, for Christ's sakes. And he's given a song to dance about, oh, well, everybody, the vote should count. And, uh, I'm demanding that the double. Well, what does he got to do with the Democratic primary anyway? Jackass. You screamer. Gay. God, just go away. And Bill Nelson, the same thing. If that man has got a personality, it hasn't been discovered yet. 
Bill Nelson. You ever seen him? Yeah, I've he's seen like him. a turd on a chair. <laughs> yeah, that's him. He's a turd on a chair. I Bill Nelson. Argue. Personality like a dead man. So anyway, Josh Cordes is with us today, and I'm sure all those queens out there that got the hots for Josh will be all excited about that. All right. Didn't then. get his check yet in the mail that I sent on Monday. I'm very upset with that, by the and, way. And you know something? Don't go blaming me. If you when you tell me at the last minute, what if you'd have told me last week, you'd have had it in your hand right now in the check too. Well, What's I didn't want to bug you. you what know? is wrong with you? Well, first of all, I had to wait till March before I came in. So why is that? Because that's when I was due for a check. You see. I don't want to come in at the end of February. Oh, cut the crap, will you please? Cut the crap. Well, the hell, I'll come in every you... month if you want. No, okay. absolutely not. You you can come in every day if you want. I got this uh, old money market account that doesn't uh, function anymore. It doesn't exist. I got a bunch of checks from that. I'll send you some checks off of that and go try to cash them. Put them in your bank and say, oh, let me write a check on it. Anyway, here's a, a fax from Jane and Deerfield. Let's, let's get down to the show and not get all whipped up just because Chris is out again with his damn... Uh, uh, what is it? With his drugs and painkillers and his teeth? What, what's he got? His Why not? <laughs> so what's he got? He's got a fever. He said he was up all night with a fever. I mean, he did have the uh, the root canal thing going on. I don't know if one has something to do with the other. He might have had a bad reaction to the Vicodin. I had a good reaction to it. Oh, will you stop peddling your drugs already? Jesus peddling drugs? Christ, what, do you th- what is this, a freaking drug show? It ought to be. Hey, Jesus peddling them. God Almighty, I'm buying all them. this man does is promote drugs and illicit sex, which is why we enjoy having <laughs> That's them. illicit drugs and sex. Oh, illicit, Get no, it right. Drugs and illicit sex when you're a Nothing. married man with two kids. No, it's very illicit. Yeah. Is it? Is it? <laughs> so is. Yeah, I bet it is. What a pervert. <laughs> yeah. Jane and I used to be one back when I can remember what it was all about. Hey. I'd like to be one again, but I don't think I think You're it's too, too old for me. Jane in Deerfield says, "What's that website you're reading about South Florida?" I wish I knew, Jane. I guess there's some people asking about that. It, it, the best is if you Google Don Boyd, B-O-Y-D, like a Tug Boyd. Was that his name, Tug Boyd? Yeah, Cliff Boyd, Tug Boyd at the at the Rockingham Park. Don Boyd, and also William Boyd, who was Hopalong Cassidy. Did you know that? No, you did not. I did not. William Boyd. And then all galleries, memories of old Hialeah, old Miami, old South Florida, and then it's got photo galleries. It's got all kinds of stuff. But Don Boyd, that's the key to finding this crap. It's got all the stuff about old Miami and old Hialeah and old old King Cole. So anyway, Jane, that's where it's at. I'm sorry I don't have a specific website for it. She says, I was born in Miami in 62. My family moved to Oakland Park in 68. I remember most of the stuff you're talking about. The restaurants, my husband worked at the Prince Hamlet. The TV personalities, Ralph Redneck and Jane Chastain. I remember my sister taking me on the buses all over Miami. We never locked our doors in North Miami. Well, you better do it now. My aunt lived in Miami Beach, and we'd go there for Sunday dinner. I remember the hotels like the Castaways and the Rascal House. I can still remember my other sister getting in trouble for going to the 68 Republican Convention in Miami Beach to protest. She missed Sunday dinner, and my parents were P.O.'d. I remember that Johnny and Mac commercial. My dad used to say, Johnny and Mac by the railroad track. Once you go across, you never come back. You don't remember Johnny and Mac by the railroad track? Sure don't. Oh. Sorry. Josh don't. No. Well, Josh don't remember any of these things. No, I've been to the Rascal House a few times. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that. I knew there was a reason that you're like... Remember, I used to hang out in Holland at Dale. Yeah, he used to hang out in Hallandale. What a place to hang out. Johnny Depp used to hang out in Hallandale. Look what happened to him. I guess the two of you went in different directions. Anyway, Jane says, South Florida has really changed. It was almost small townish. Now it's a major metropolitan area. Oh, yeah, Jane. Some may think it's great the way it is, but if you knew what it was like before, you know what's missing. But as they say, change is the only constant. Thanks, Jane. Have a wonderful day. Don Boyd, B-O-Y-D. 
That's where you're going to find all kinds, thousands of pages of all these old pictures. Here's a picture in 1965 of the Royal Castle at 2700 Northwest 79th Street in Miami. And behind it, there's a Publix. I can just see the P from the Publix. And there's a bus bench that says Sugar Tree. Oh, sugar, oh no, sugar free it says. Sugar free? Sugar free what? Sugar free whatever. Sugar free bus bench? Okay. I don't know if it's a bus bench, what that thing is, I don't know. But anyway, there's the Royal Castle, that square building with a white uh, boring sign, you know. I sure like to know when Wayne Arnold's going to open up again. He can call us in, of course, we can't take any calls. Well, we could, but I can't hear. Because my internet's got all screwed up a couple days ago. Thank God I didn't try to hook it up again. I got my internet over here on the right that I need, and then that phone thing. I don't want the phone thing. See, maybe I was psychic. Maybe I knew I wasn't going to be taking any calls. Or maybe I knew the uh, internet thing was going to fall apart. That's why I uh, stopped taking calls. I don't know. One of the maybe things. I do. Maybe I don't want to. Moses was high on drugs, speaking of George, when he received the Ten Commandments from God on Mount Sinai. A top Jewish academic has claimed... Oh! Really? He was stoned. You'd have to be to come up with that they crap. Dug him up and analyzed the uh, the body. He analyzed it. Professor Benny Shannon said it was likely that stories in the Bible's Old Testament were records of visions brought on by hallucinogenic plants similar to a modern-day acid trip. Sweet. Moses was on an acid trip. The psychology don at Jerusalem's Hebrew University says the Bible stories suggest ancient Israelites regarded psychoactive plants in high esteem. The psychology don... What does that mean? Like Don Corleone? What, I, what is the psychology Don? Professor Shannon claims Moses got high on a drink called ayahuasca. A Y A H U A A S C A. Ayahuasca. Oh, yeah. Just like Made out of potent plants that grow in southern Israel. He said they constitute the key ingredients of one of the most powerful psychedelic substances in existence. The professor's theory came after he tried the drink, which is still used in religious rituals by the Amazons, and he had similar visions. He claims five events in Moses' life were inspired by the drug, including the Ten Commandments and the burning bush miracle. Oh. The burning bush. My ass. We had 1,027 votes on yesterday's poll. I've changed it already for it because we don't want to keep uh, no stale poll on there like Footy does. Oh, my God. You ever hear his show, by the way, Josh? Uh, No. Well, what are you laughing about? I heard it as Kenny and Footy on Y100. No, no, I'm talking about his show now, his talk show on IOD. Definitely not. With the same poll every day about what's the best pizza for like six months, and now what's the best hamburger in South Florida for ten months. Oh, my God, Footy, you're staler than last year's matzo, man. You're pathetic. Duff said it's the worst show in the history of radio. That's what Muff said. Yesterday we asked which out-of-business restaurant do you miss the most. You had a good time with that poll. Some of you people didn't like it. Too bad. Probably Josh wouldn't like it because he ain't been in none of these places. And your rascal is closed the next month. I know. Yeah. What are you well, going to do, do now, young rascal? What are you going to do now, Mr. Smarty Soiled Pants? What do you mean it already closed, the one I went to? The rascal house? There's yeah. only one. Then It's no longer there. It's already closed? It's been closed for a long time. It closed when I was working on your show. Get so out of here. The rascal house? Yeah. I'm going to Google that. I'm going to look that up. And if we that's the case, then we should have had them on this poll. Too bad. Anyway, Lums 121, Lums, Sizzler 100, Taco Viva 94 with that great squeeze cheese, man. Squeeze it. Just like uh, Josh Friedman's Pupik. Ah, Murphy 73, oh, Beefsteak Charlie's geez. 54, Burton Jack's 50, the Wayne Oyster House 42, the Black Anus 41, Wags 35. I loved Wags. Oh, God. 
Ranch House, 35. Pumpernick's, 33. Sambo's, 31. Corky's, 29. Oh, my goodness, those great potato latkes to die mm. for. I would kill for those, man. Bojangles, 24. Monero's, 23, with that great gorgonzola salad. Now, you must have gone to Monero's because that was Hallandale. No. Josh? No. No? No. Probably couldn't afford it. Mr. Coney Island, 22. Wolves, 22. The Unicorn, 18. Vito's Pizza, 16. Joe Sonkin's Gold Coast, 15. Still never heard of it. The Clock, 14. The Studio, 14. Rudy's, 11. Monkson, 11. New York Steakhouse, 11. Size Rivergate, 8. Luther's Barbecue, 7. The Sizzlin', 7. Not the Sizzler, the Sizzlin'. Figaro, 7. Neil, 7. Painted Horse, 6. Sport, Sporting Brew, 6. Villa, Villa Deli, 6. That was a great place, man. All the old Jews, though, used to buy their stuff there. They all died. Rocky Graziani, 6. Mary's, 5. Prince Hamlet, 5. Piccolo's, 5. Gigi's, 4. Hungarian Charter, 4. Tyler's, 3. And the Turf Pub, Solamente Dos. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Now. Estoy estrangulando el Peter Parkelstein was just an ordinary yeshiva student until that fateful day. Ouch! What's this? Some kind of radioactive spider? What am I over here, little Miss Moffat? Indeed, it was no ordinary spider. And he is no ordinary superhero. He is Spider-Man! You want I should shoot spider webs out of my wrists? Hey, for a hundred and fourteen million opening weekend, I'd shoot gefilte fish out of my pockets. Spider-Man. Villains fear him. Women desire him. Hi, Spider-Man. I love your suit. Uh, well, thank you. I got it wholesale. With two free pairs of tights. Eh, I know a guy. Spider-Man. Instilling guilt in the hearts of evildoers. Go ahead. Take over the world. I'm sure you're making your poor mother very proud. Spider-Man, now showing in theaters everywhere. Why would it kill you to go see it one time even? 1018 at 560 WQM. We got the Jerk Show at 2. The uh, DA Show 4 to 7. No Mad Dog at either. No Little Dog. No Mad Dog. What kind of a schedule is this? Mm. Hurricane Hotline at the Ranskeller at 7. Dolphins all assets with the high school gridiron report. John... Uh, What's his name? John Linder and Larry Bluestein at 9, and then the Beast at midnight. Now, I hate to say that Josh Cordes is full of crap, but you know what, Josh? What's that? You're full of crap. I just uh, printed this out from the Internet. It was posted February 27, 2008, which is just a few days ago, like last week. Okay. Rascal House to close in April for real, it says. I already talked about this a couple okay, weeks ago. Okay, why does it say for real? Because they closed before? Can I read it to you? Please do. You are such a... Hard-ass. No wonder that Russian chick uh, hates you like poison. It does not. She still likes it. She, well, she likes it, but she don't like you. See, they oh, just, hey, hey, what's that's the problem? Awful. No, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm not knocking it. Stop quiet, Josh. Here, here's a hanky. Well, the news is in and it ain't good, it says. All hopes were raised after that a plunging condo market would stop the closure of Miami's famous rascal house. It appears that the Grand Delia Sunny House has run out of lives. According to the South Florida Business Journal, it will remain open until the start of April, and then the doors will be shuttered forever. It's open right now. So where you come up with this crap about it's been closed for a long time, I don't know what you're talking I'm about. I'm not buying it. I, I don't, I'm not selling it. I saw it close. I saw it with my own eyes. The restaurant at 17190 Collins Avenue notified the state it would lay off 97 employees between April 4th and April 16th. A spokeswoman for Jerry's Famous Deli, the Studio City, California-based company that owns Rascal House, Epicure Market, and Bakery, and its namesake restaurant, said the company's notified employees it would absorb as many into other restaurants as it could. 
sad times, it says. We tried with our petition, and I appreciate all your efforts. This is some guy that tried to petition to save the deli. Now all that's left to do is head down there for one last taste of Florida's grandest deli and the last outlet of Wolfie Cohen's beachfront empire. This was one deli that we couldn't save. Jerry's famous deli had it uh, in for the Rascal House for some years now, and it seems that little was going to prevent its ultimate demise. As my friend Ziggy would say, it's a real Shonda. Remember that song by the uh, Beach Boys, Help Me Shonda? Sure. Well, and then there's some comments here. So, you know, well, we'll find out, I guess. I mean, they've got their website is functioning with a menu and the whole thing, and it's even got a number to call for a takeout. Listen, I'm glad. I, I don't like the place, okay? Well, but let me just... Oh, but you've eaten there several times. Well, it, it's first of all, it's open to, like, all hours, so that's why I, that's the only time I've eaten there, in the middle of the night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what it's like $20 wham? for a turkey sandwich. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. You try, well, look at that. The Dow's down 116 points. That ain't good. The dollar's in the toilet. The ga- $106 a barrel. Gas is going to be 50 bucks a gallon. Thank you, Mr. President. You bastard, you. You like him when he was tap dancing yesterday while he was waiting for John McCain while he was cooling his heels there? And he started to do a little tap dance? What a jackass. All right, let me, let me try one other one here for you. This is from the South Florida Business Journal, okay? Maybe you'll believe them. Maybe they're going to have more credibility than some guy that was running a petition drive to save the rascals. The old rascals, as in... Oh, yeah. Sonny should be your worst problem, okay? So I spilled some orange juice on your nice new pants. Big, big deal. Big Matsia. What a place, man. In fact, I should have a party in my pants that they're going to close down. That, that place, talk about overrated. Talk about a state of mind. We ought to do a poll on that. Well, have we ever done that? I guess so. The biggest state of mind? Yeah, state of mind. Like the Rascal well, House. Let's do it again, yeah. Yes, we have. Wolfie Cohen's Rascal House in Miami Beach to close in April, says the South Florida Business Journal, dated February 1st, 2008. The restaurant at 17190 Collins Avenue notified the state it would lay off 97 employees between April 4 and 16. A spokeswoman for Jerry's, this is the same thing. Jerry's has a location on Collins Avenue, Miami Beach. Epicure Market is on Alton Road in Miami Beach. It recently signed a lease to open a marketplace and restaurant in Off Brickle, a mixed-use complex planned for downtown Miami, two blocks west of Brickle Avenue. Now, the story we had earlier was that they were turning the Rascal House into an Epicure Market. Isn't that correct, George? Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Well... So we need to find out. We need to get closure on this. I think one of the ways to do it, now we can probably, you could take some calls, not on the air, I'm just saying off the air, maybe people can call in and tell you if the Rascal House is really open or closed. You want to do that? <laughs> Where's Chris when we need him? Okay, Where's fat Chris? Where's nice, compliant, malleable Chris? Yeah. Where's that turn on a chair Chris? Instead, we got this lazy ass. Where's oh. my check? Oh, I don't want to take any calls. Lazy ass. That's me. Listen, you, you want me to answer the phone? You're such a lazy ass. Go ahead and call it. Go ahead and call it, folks. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, so what's the story? You're going to uh, find out from the audience? Or sure. I, I'll pick up the phone, man. I know what I'm getting. Hi. I like no, you're not. Those, those people don't call for you. Hi. You just move on. That's all. It's nice to share. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the Verizon singular line. Call up uh, Josh. Tell him give him a Rascal House report. What, what's so funny I'm about a that? Rascal Perry. No, I just mean, the, I know, Josh I know is making funny too much faces. Maybe asking him to do a little bit of work. I understand yeah, that. He wasn't planning on this today. Yeah. Come on now. I thought I was coming in here. Nice. It's going to be for like a minute. For oh, one wait, minute, the, people are going to get phones are on fire. Yeah, you're, are you getting any calls? Yes, I am. Well, answer them, schmuck. Look, calm down. I'm getting there. Okay, here's got to put the headset on. Just talk to the people out there, not on the air. Just talk to them off the air. 
What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? I figure I'm asking that because a lot of people are planning their spring and summer vacations now, like me, which I'm leaving tomorrow at noon, whether anybody likes it or not. But why? For the same reason that Joe Rose didn't work today, because I don't want, okay? I got a plane to catch. I don't know what his story was. God. We got so many. You know, this is the thing. And no mad dog today. He only works, what, 40 days a year? I know I got that. That real cush summer schedule, which is in my contract, and I've had it for years now, but, but the rest of the year I'm here, you know? Oh, he's taking off at noon. What's going on with him? Is he, like, uh, sticking it to us? Yeah, stick this. What a bunch of overgrown children. That, that's what you get when you get, get a bunch of sports nerds, overgrown children. What city or country do you want to visit you've never been to? Rome, 36. Good choice. Amsterdam, 21. Better get there fast before they close everything down. China, 16. Vancouver, 15. Havana, 11. Paris, 10. Berlin, 9. Brazil, 8. Israel, 7. Spain, 7. San Francisco, 6. Toronto, 4. Sweden, 4. Boston, 4. The Bahamas, 3. Mon. Copenhagen, 3. Colombia, 2. I voted Colombia. I want to see those Colombian people. When in Colombia, do the Colombians. Mm. They sure are pretty. I'm going to tell you who's real pretty, man. Okay. Asians. Yeah. Not all of them, of course. There's right. some that are very there. Right. There are different kinds. Like in Italy, there are different kinds of Italian looks. There's like the, with a the big nose, mm -hmm. uh, Guido look, you know. Sure. Okay. And should I confess now, or is that what you're waiting for? No, I'm, I'm waiting for the real answer. I'm not trying. The to real answer crap. is that it's open. Apparently, you're uh, a schmuck, man. I'm not a you. schmuck. Let me tell you something. You are a schmuck. Let me tell you something. Okay. They ran into red bottle man. Something because I went by there and it looked like it was closed to me. Okay. It looked like it was closed. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And, and one guy told me that it got hit real bad for the hurricanes. So, uh, you know. So maybe they had, uh, by the hurricanes? Maybe so they were either way, they, they were closed temporarily. Uh, thank you. Okay, well, I went by there. They're open. See, it's not good to go on here and say that somebody is closed when they're like on their dying gasp for crying out loud. Let people go in there and enjoy that overpriced dreck. <laughs> Columbia 3, Copenhagen 3, New York 2, Chicago 1, Mexico and L.A. don't have any. I don't want any. Well, what's the difference between Mexico and L.A.? A few miles. <laughs> I don't think so. Not anymore. Or China in L.A. My God. Last time I was in L.A., all on, like, what, what the hell was the street I was on? One of the main drags. And, like, most of the signs were, like, in, I don't know whether it's Vietnamese or Chinese or Japanese or Nipponese. I don't know what it is. But I'll tell you one thing, man. Those Chinese people, man, they have, you know, like that real, you don't see too many Chinese uh, people with zits, for example. No. You ever think about that? Mean. You're right. Like, like like Scandinavians, you don't see too many Swedish people with zits, or like Danish people with zits. And that's probably because they don't eat too much Danish. Although sometimes it might not be a bad idea. Some of the best talent. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Hello, I'm Sal. And I'm Harry. Here to tell you about our special place. Just a short little drive. From New York is the Pocano. Let's go. That's where I wanna go to get away from it all. Where is that? In the Poconos. He can feel that fish. I love that stuff. Play shuffleboard if you wish. I got a nine. Go for Saturday brunch. Or for the food on top of your dish. I hope it's kosher. In the Poconos. Skytop and Buck Hill. Camelback and Bushkill. Bonelli and Shawnee. There's even Mickey Rooney. I know. Split Rock and Cresco. Oh, let's go poking in the Poconos. 
We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando in the Poconos. Get a hot shake tub. You pour the champagne. Sit by the pool and act like a schlub. Let's get the chicks. You can meet a nice girl. Over by the exercise club. Hey, Julie, over here. In the Poconos. Skytop and Buckhill. Camelback and Bushkill. Modelli and Shawnee. Don't forget Mickey Rooney. Split Rock and Cresco. Hooray, let's go poking in the Poconos. We'll have some lunch and then we'll see a show with Tony Orlando in the Poconos. Let's go. Did you forget your teeth this I know. Time? I got my teeth in a little bag with the water in there. But then. 1033, 27, and probably Martha Ray's in the suitcase, too. So your uh, online antagonist, Brandon, is all bent out of shape. Josh, answer figures. Oh, boy. He said you're an a-hole. <laughs> okay. And he says, next time you send him a check, instead of putting a check in the envelope, put a letter that just says, F off. Wow. He says, why do you give him money? Why do you support his dog and his drinking? (laughs) Good question. I said, because I'm a schmuck. (laughs) He does a great job with those bedtime stories on our website. That's right, Brandon. So you F off. Yeah, so I'm going to start sending like 50 a day, and they better damn well all be on there. He's a little hostile. Does he, does, yeah. is he like me or something? This he is the gay kid. Is he, wants, he wants to be no, you. No, he's a bi. He's jealous. Oh, he's oh, bi. oh, oh. And he, does, he doesn't. I'm so like sorry. Him, no. He doesn't <laughs> like you in any way. You know, you've got this real, um, I don't know what it is, an ego. He, I have an ego? He, he deserves it. Sir, I work with people in this you. building that have an You're ego. Like all these straight guys, man, you think that every fag wants you. Just, uh, you know, and, of course, there are a few of them out there. If I had Josh's girlfriend, I'd have an ego, too. I don't have an ego, and uh, I've never been hit on by a gay man, so I, I, I don't. No, he know, says I that. don't think that gay men, you know, he just do doesn't one. notice. Have you ever spoken to a gay man? He's speaking to one right now. <laughs> well, who is interested? Aside by the way, at all, from not that, in the least aside bit. from that, is a gay not man. Not even in the least bit. Yeah. Thank you. Good. <laughs> Can we go back and look at this poll and get this thing going today? I haven't. Oh, and so anyway, you know, my glasses. It's going to take a week. They had to order the uh, temple. All right. And you're, you're right, it is, it's called a temple. I, hey, I didn't know. I, I did research. I went to the place where I bought the glasses, and believe me, the guy, that, temple? Uh, the guy that took care of me, so to speak, he was as hot as uh, blazes. As a tamale? Anyway, so uh, he, you know, he looked around he, to see if they had another one of these earpieces or temple or whatever they call it, and they don't. Yeah. So we had to order it. It'll take a week. 120 bucks. 120 bucks for a temple. And look how far off it is before the holidays, for Christ's sakes. 120 bucks. But anyway, I can handle it. So it's a good thing I had like two spare pair, you know what? Mm-hmm. Good message for all you people out there with glasses. Always have a spare pair or just wear contacts. I can't wear them. I hate them. I don't, I don't like Oh, I don't like them. Yeah, I don't see how it's done. You know, how what's done? No. I, I don't contacts like putting them in, taking them out. Right, the yeah, whole, it looks freaky. Then, then they get smudged up. Oh, gee, your glasses get smudged up. You take them off and you, uh, you, you give them a little wipe, you know, you give them a little smear. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, 41. Oh, you got to go to Rome. The food, the best in the world, bar none. And anybody that tells you, anybody who's got an Italian restaurant, and believe me, there's some good ones in town, you know. But if they tell you the food is just like in Italy, tell them they're full of crap. There is no chance. None. Zero. It, it, it just doesn't happen. And the reason being that Italy, you know, the, everything is so old there and the soil is so rich with all the nutrients, you know, so the, the produce is unbelievable. 
They don't have to spray the tomatoes to make them red. You know what they like they do in the states? They take green tomatoes and they spray them and make them red. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Rome 41. No, you don't. Amsterdam 28. Havana uh, 19. Vancouver 17. China 17. I don't want to go there, man. Everything's got disease. Although I do like the Chinese, but I like the uh, Chinese Canadians, man. Boy, talk about. And I was starting to say before about the real uh, smooth complexion, you know. And the real smooth, hairless bodies. Even the, uh, gir uh, the girls. Yeah. Paris, uh, 15, 15. Berlin, 12. Brazil, uh, 9. Israel, 7. Spain. I don't like Harry. Spain, 7. Sweden, 7. New Zealand, 6. San Francisco, 6. Toronto, 5, eh? Stay the hell out of here. Boston, 5. Copenhagen, 4. Bahamas, 3. Colombia, 3. Chicago, 3. New York, 2. L.A., 1. And, of course, the reason that some of these are... Not getting too many votes is because everybody's been there. Like New York, I mean, give me a break. Even George has been in New York. And Josh. Right. Both. L.A. one and Mexico none. Nobody wants to go to Mexico. Wow. I bet your Paco wouldn't be too happy to hear that. He doesn't want to go there either. What are you talking no, about? No, you're right. He knows better. <laughs> Robert Lee Graffa. Is that his name? Oh, Graff. This is a little butchered up there. Come on, Sean. You can do better than this. Robert Lee Graff, pastor at Charlotte Lutheran Church was arrested Tuesday evening this week after police say he tried to solicit an officer posing as a male prostitute near Park, Park Road Park in Charlotte, North Carolina. Robert Lee Graff, 58, was arrested near the park around 5 p.m. The park is a little less than three miles from his church, St. Luke's Lutheran Church, which is also on Park Road. Now, isn't that interesting? We were just talking about Park Road yesterday, weren't we? About yes, we were. In Hollywood, though. Hollywood Mall that uh, isn't a mall anymore. Well, it used to be, long before your time. Mr. Dunderdax, Dunderback, whatever it is. Good stuff, man. Oh. Charlotte Mecklenburg Police Spokesman Officer Hassan Peterson. Hassan sounds like a terrorist to me. Said he was unsure whether police were conducting a sting operation or if anyone else was charged Tuesday night. Graff was charged with soliciting for a crime against nature. Booked <laughs> a crime against nature. Woo! Booked into Mecklenburg jail and released on a written promise to appear. Calls to the church and email sent to Graff were not returned Wednesday night. His home phone number is unlisted. Unlisted. So did we find out where Joe Rose was this morning? I did not. Well, why don't we ask somebody? All right, I will. I'm Josh serious. Will. I mean, it's not my business. I don't mess around with him, and I like him just fine. He's a good guy, and he's a great lead-in and all that other stuff. But he went on jury duty for like about 75 days, and I was covering for him, and then D.A. had to come and cover a couple of days. Everybody was covering his ugly old ass. And now, like, just out of the blue, oh, uh, he's not working, and neither is uh, Mad Dog. No dogs today, baby. Remember that song by Herman's Vermin, No Dogs Today? Mm -hmm. The kitty cat's gone away. Something like that. Oh, look at this. Thank you, Mr. President. The dollar's plunge continued unabated today, striking record lows after the European Central Bank kept its benchmark rate on hold, and the U.S. released another batch of dour economic reports. They are dour and sour. The euro fetched a record 153.5 in European morning trading before falling back to 153 and a quarter. The, uh, now it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, sank to a record of 153.02 against the European currency yesterday before easing back to 152.62. In other words, over a buck and a half. Meanwhile, the British pound broke through $2 again after the Bank of England also decided to keep its refinancing rate unchanged at five and a quarter. The British pound traded as high as two dollars and thirty-three uh, thousandths of a cent before falling back to two dollars and a little over two bucks. I wonder what that Canadian dollar is right now, boy. That's killing me, killing me, Mr. Bush. You're killing everybody. You killed the whole world. You crazy bastard, you. By the way, Joe Rose. Uh, 
Joe Rose just had a, a personal day. He had a, an event with his daughter or something. An event with his daughter? That's right. Well, what, what does that mean? Like a graduation or something? His daughter had some sort of event that he attended. Like, uh, what do they call that? Who knows? Look school, at that. School uh, play. Dollar four, what am I saying? $104.59 for a barrel of oil, down from 106 bucks yesterday. What a bargain. Let's go out and roll out the barrel, baby. 101.56 on the loony and the euro, 153 and a half. Oh, my God. All you people that are voting on the pool that they want to go to Europe, forget it. Nobody can afford to go there or anywhere else. Thank you, Mr. President, again. $10 a gallon gas coming through to a station near you. We're pumping it. Good morning, Americans. It's Paul Harvey. Stand by for news. One bright, beautiful Sunday morning, everyone in tiny Jonestown wakes up early and goes to their local church. Before services begin, the townspeople sit in their pews and talk about their lives and their families. Suddenly at the altar, Satan appears. Everyone begins screaming and running for the front entrance, trampling one another in their determined efforts to get away from evil oh my God. incarnate. Soon, everyone is evacuated from the church except for Louis, who sits calmly in his pew, seemingly oblivious to the fact that God's ultimate enemy is in his presence. This confuses Satan, who walks up to Louis and says, Hey, don't you know who I am? And Louis replies, Well, sure I do. Satan says, Well, aren't you afraid of me? And the man says, No, I'm not. Perturbed, Satan says, and why aren't you afraid of me? Louis tells him, well, I've been married to your sister for 25 years. Paul Harvey. Good day. Good day. 14 before 11 at 560 WQM. So uh, I'll tell you one thing. When Josh is filling in here for Chris, who's out sick an awful lot lately, um, it basically boils down into uh, do they hate Josh Cordes or love him? Show. Who's and Brandon hates you like poison. He says he thinks he's hot Schmidt. Nothing hot about him. He's colder than frozen fish sticks. <laughs> I'm so glad he said that. <laughs> colder than frozen fish sticks. Any putz can post stories on a website. I ran my own website for years in high school. It's not complicated. He's milking you for money, uh, taking a sweet ass time because the art of cutting a story from one place and pasting it someplace else is not as scientific as he makes it out to be. I guarantee he puts more effort in wiping his ass than he does posting those stories. I understand he doesn't put any effort in that. Now, let me ask you. Do you put more effort into wiping your ass than posting the uh, stories on our website? Uh, no. Well, maybe you ought to start. Maybe I should. What's this kid's deal? Like, why, why is he... He hates you. Does he have a, a terrible he's, life or something? Yes. No, he's he uh, got why a pretty good life. From what I understand, he's the manager in his orifice, and he's a good guy. I don't know. He uh, just doesn't like you. I don't, I don't remember when this all started. It had something to do with about... Um, I mean, like, what's going on in his life? Having sex on the first date or something like that. Don't you remember that? What's that? Yeah, that was the show that I missed, so I don't even understand what uh, what happened between them. It was a thing about having sex on the first date and oh. wanting to take her home to mom, all that other crap, you know. It was Josh's position on that issue? Yeah, his position was prone. Authorities are searching for a man on a bicycle as a possible suspect in the bombing today at a military recruiting station in Times Square. The blast around 3.45 this morning caused no injuries. It was an accident, but nobody got hurt. FBI spokesman Jim Argolin told CNN authorities have a description of a possible suspect, a man wearing a hooded gar garment who is riding a bicycle near the recruiting station. The FBI said the FBI New York Joint Terrorism Task Force is on the scene working with New York police. 
After the incident, the Army sent an alert to 1,650 Army recruiting stations across the country, and the blast is similar to two other incidents in New York, one in October, one in May 2005. The Rascal House is still open, by the way. Rascal House is still alive and still open, and they're going to become a big, artsy-fartsy, epicure market in April. They're going to start uh, rebuilding and redoing and whatever. It's open. Don't let Josh Cordes uh, change your mind from that. Now, what was the sandwich? Oh, patty melt. What about her? I wanted a patty melt for lunch yesterday. I went to uh, the deli here, and they didn't have one. Huh. They had a Reuben, which I didn't have. I had the meatloaf. It well, sucked. Barbarians. It was dry. Dry. There's nothing worse than dry meatloaf. Oh, fat. Not good. Had some broccoli soup, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Went through me like an atomic bomb. I told you that story, man. I just, I just barely the made the right move. I made the right move. I was either going to walk <laughs> home or I was going to walk down to the tea room at the end of the hall. I thought, I better hit, hit the... And I walk in there... And and I was it was funny because I was thinking in my mind, gee, I hope that the stalls aren't awful. And it's a, the public tea room. There's four stalls. Nobody was tapping their foot, thank God, because they'd really been there in a long time. And all the four doors were closed. I thought, oh, and I'm never going to make this now. And I'm kind of like standing there, hunched against the wall, waiting for somebody to come out because I had a hunch I wasn't going to make it. And then I decided, well, I better look and make sure there's somebody. And in the second one, I looked and there was nobody in there. The door was closed, but there was nobody in there. And, man, I just made it within a whisker of a disaster in my pantaloons. When you get to be old like me, man, you have to start thinking about maybe a bag would be good. All right. Maybe those are the long, end of the ocean garments. This time, it's, oh, this is some old stuff. Somebody sent me this on, on the MySpace. May 22nd, 1983, from the Herald, in, in conjunction with the show we did yesterday. I thought that was uh, some good memories and some bad ones. It says, this time it's Lum's number one, the hot dog stand where the 400 restaurant chain got its humble start 26 years ago. Another Miami Beach landmark restaurant is closing. May 83. That's when I was born, man. Well, there you go. Seeing they closed Lum's because of you, I think Brandon's got a good point. <laughs> Maybe they wanted to steam your uh, wiener in beer. Huh? But unlike the closing of two other landmarks, the Concord Cafeteria and Pumpernick's in the last month, the end of Lum's on 41st Street is not symbolic of the city's decline, it says. Lum's closing marks the fall of a fairy tale business empire that last September filed for bankruptcy and now trying to reorganize. Lum's. Now, when we do steam someone's wiener and beer, yeah. do you have to use sauerkraut or is that an option? I mean, I like it, but a lot of people don't. I got news for you. He's got plenty of beer to steam it, and I'll guarantee you that. It's a sentimental disappointment for us to close it, said Michael Terranova, Jr., Director of Operations for the Miami-based chain. He said the lease has expired on 41st Street. The landlord wants to raise the rent. Lums, number one, was where the company started. What became, I never knew that, did you? Nope. It became what it is today, Terranova said, but we're trying not to dwell on the past. We feel we're over our mistakes and definitely on the road to success. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here we are 25 years later. Obviously, they were on the road to success. Lums, number one, hardly looks like the birthplace of a giant in the restaurant business. During a recent lunchtime, two elderly women sat at the counter sipping Coors. Two teenagers played video games. On an average day, the ever-smiling manager, Rosanna Rossi, the restaurant sells 10 sandwiches during 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. shift. At the same time, she sells about 50 beers. Sounds like Josh's kind of place. She serves a small menu, just sandwiches, sauerkraut, and ollie burgers. No fries, no salads, no hot meals. This is not your regular Lums, said customer Charlie Martin, manager of the nearby Union 76 gas station. He's come to Lums every working day for nine years. How do you like that? People find out there's not a salad bar and walk out, Martin said. This is a place to sit down and get a beer. There's no place else on this street. Where was it? Oh, on 41st Street. Wow. 
It's a long, thin establishment at 46141st Street, squeezed between a swim shot soup and Mike Cigars swim shop, uh, swimsuit shop. And Mike Cigars, remember them? Sure do. Outside of Brian's clock that says historic markers embedded on the sidewalk. Over two decades ago, the first Lums restaurant opened on this site, the marker said. The restaurant was opened in 1950 by Burnett Carvin, who died two weeks ago in Broward County, two weeks ago in 83. Carvin sold it in 56 to the Perlman brothers, Stewart and Clifford, who, according to Lums legend, parlayed the hot dog stand into a nationwide restaurant chain. The Perlman sold the chain in 71 to John Y. Brown, owner of the Kentucky Fried Chicken chain, and now governor of Kentucky in 83. The Lums chain, along with the International House of Flakes and other restaurant chains, was purchased in 78 by German restaurant maggot Frederick John. It's really a shame they're closing, said Larry Alper, whose family owns the Lums building until four years ago. It used to be filled with customers. And now, bye-bye. And there's that one on Davy Road Extension. You better get there before they close down, okay? I wonder if they got uh, what they got. I'm sure they got the Alley Burger. And, the and I know he, he told you, but you put it out of your, your mind because you didn't like him because he bugged you. Who? Remember Scott Perlman from Atlantic City Subs? Oh, what an annoying guy. That was uh, one of those Perlmans was his, uh, his dad, his parents. His parents were one well, of Well, I'll tell you one thing. People. He sure didn't inherit it. Alice Good, Alice Good, and then it, here's a guy that never ever. I, I guess finally they bought a couple of spots because I embarrassed him into it. Right. Now they used to bring us those sandwiches, which was nice, those fat-filled sandwiches that were very good. But he was yes, just a nudge man, and he felt like uh, some sense of entitlement, like uh, you know, at least Ponytail. He used to whore the show, but at least he spent a lot of money on the show for a million years sure until did. the sales department pissed him off. But this guy, he, he brings in a menu for New Year's for their party platters for their New Year's. Uh, and and like, like I'm supposed to read a spot. In fact, don't you remember, he wrote a spot. He wrote a spot out for me to read, not a paid spot. And you know what yeah. I thought to myself about him? Boy, does he have a lot of good spots. Yeah. And didn't you tell me he got out of that thing that uh, somebody else yes. owns that now? Yes. No, it's gone now, but yeah. It's gone? It's gone. Oh, and speaking again, today in an hour, we got an hour and six minutes, we got our Neil deal. Yeah. Our Oceans 234, which, by the way, P.D. Lenny, I hate to break it, the news to you, but because we got no traffic person, the spots are in the wrong place. It, it's all screwed up. It's just, you know. But we're making, we're cutting out a lot of positions, man. I think we ought to eliminate the position of manager and program director. That would be a great start. 263 votes on the pool. What's a city or country that you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, 53. Roma, you haven't lived until you've been in Rome and eaten. Manja, manja, baby. Oh, and seen the Colosseum, Il Colosseo, and the wedding cake. Amsterdam, 32. Havana, 26. China, 20. Why do you want to go there? Vancouver, 18. New Zealand, 15. Berlin, 15. Paris, 15. Brazil, 11. Israel, 11. Sweden, 9. Spain, 7. They speak Catalan. They're like with a lift. See. San Francisco, 6. Toronto, 5. Boston, 5. If you haven't been to Boston, man, you need to get there pronto. See you. Bahamas, 4. Copenhagen, 4. What? I'll go there now. Okay, I'll see you. Columbia, 3. Chicago, 3. L.A., 2. New York, 2. And Mexico still got the big O. What a disgrace. Your biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. Rock solid. This is your brain. Any questions? This show is different from our other shows in that it is very, very fast-paced. It's probably the purest rock show we've ever done. It doesn't slow down much at all. In the past, we'd slow down for a few songs, build it back up, slow down for another few songs. This show is very different. It's like a freight train. It's designed for a lot of excitement. What was that? 
What was that? What was what? I don't know. It's not. It's not the cut that it's supposed to be on that disc. But at any rate, it was. Uh, it was supposed to be Fidel Castro sings Big Cuban uh, Cuban Chief. Maybe it's this cut. From the mind of one of the most beloved children's novelists in history comes the animated motion picture of the year. That ain't it. Well, maybe it's this. The nation's economy is in trouble. It's that ain't it. Maybe it's just not on there. Maybe it's a tease. Anyway, here's a, a silly fax from Harry. Harry says, how about adding Rio de Janeiro? It's a pretty exciting place, especially around carnival time. Even when it isn't carnival, the beaches have great views of sunbathers. Often topless, almost always beautiful. Well, guess what, Harry? Why do I want to add Rio when I've already got Brazil on there? See, last time I checked. Because the reason I put Brazil and not Rio is because maybe some people want to go yeah. to Sao Paulo or yeah. whatever, you it know. It covers the options. Yeah. Because the question is, city or country that you want to visit, and that's why I think Brazil includes Rio, Harry, nitpicker, nose picker, 282 on the pool. Now, of course, Josh doesn't care whether we get to uh, whatever, you know. We had over 1,000 no. on the first one, and he doesn't care. He's got other fish to fry. Frozen fish sticks. Rome, by the way, is kicking ass. Rome, good choice. Excellent choice. Presumptive Republican president. Why, why, why don't they uh, stop saying that, presumptive? Well, what is that? You notice that? They keep saying that now? Yep. John McCain trails both Swillery and Barack Obama on hypothetical matchups according to a new... Of course, every five minutes there's a new poll, just like we got. A Washington Post-ABC News poll released yesterday. Obama leads McCain by 12 points, 52 to 40. Swillery leads by 6 points, 50 to 44. McCain has turned his attention to November 4 general election after clinching his party's nomination Tuesday night. McCain endorsed by President George W. Bush fares poorly against Clinton and Obama among Americans who disapprove of the president and Americans who oppose the war. About two-thirds of Americans disapprove of the way Bush is handling his job and think the war was not worth fighting. It's not a war. It's an invasion. It's not a war. Age might be another obstacle for 71-year-old McCain, who if elected with the oldest first-term president ever, ever. Don't ever take sides against the family again. Ever. Heather. That Tony Harris, so help me God, I'd like to wipe that smirk off his face, man, with a with a two-by-four. You ever see him? Do you, do you, I know you don't watch those people, no. but he just... No. And even if the story is depressing and morbid, he's got that same smirk. You know, oh, only a jerk gives you a smirk. Hate him. A percentage of Americans discouraged by McCain's age, 27%. Is more than double the number who'd be less enthusiastic about supporting Obama, who'd be the first African American president, or Swillery, who'd be the first female president. In a campaign pitting McCain against Obama, the veteran Arizona lawmaker pulls ahead of the junior senator from Illinois on the question of experience. 68% of Americans who favor experience over change support McCain. However, 80% of those who desire a new direction, new ideas, favor Obama. We don't want another term of George W. Okay? We don't want no more Bush. In a matchup with Clinton, the Republican holds a wide lead among those speaking experience, seeking experience, while Clinton wins two-thirds of voters seeking change. Obama also leads McCain on top issues in the poll, the economy, health care, immigration, and ethics in government. The survey shows McCain with a wide advantage as the one better suited to handle the U.S. campaign against terrorism. What campaign against terrorism, you know? This is a media-created cliche, man. The war on terror. The war on terror. I thought that was in Gone with the Wind, the war on terror. By the way, did you see um, vacancy yet? No. Now, maybe Josh saw that movie. Did you see a vacancy? I did not, but I, I believe I saw another movie that you recommended to me. Yeah. Didn't you recommend Disturbia? Never heard of it. I With Shia like LaBeouf? I watched uh, most of that the other day. I, I actually, it's really good. It's, a, it's, it's a ripoff of, uh, what's that old school Re movie you Rear told me to window. watch? Rear, Rear Window. Rear Window. But with teenagers Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh. But there's a hot piece of ass in it, so it got my attention. Woo! Speaking of hot, what's this flick I'm watching now? Running with Scissors. 
And these two guys are lying in bed, the ugly one with his a T-shirt on, but the other one naked as a jaybird. Hmm. It looks a little like Kevin Bacon, but better. Sounds a little gay. It looks like it to me, but anyway. Nick Famir. Kicking an old school, lethal obsession, the rocket, a prairie home. I'm just Miami blues. Oh, I don't want to hear nothing about Miami. All hands on deck. I'm just giving you a little rundown of what I got on here right now. Maybe some we might want to hear the audio from one. Mail it in. Mighty. Kung Fu, Walker, Texas Ranger, ER, Mary of Scotland. Oh, my God. With Kate Henry. What year is this movie? 1937. 36. How do you like that? Old black and white. It's got all the lines through, you know, like the old Dracula sure. movie. Sure. Ooh, those are good. Oh, they're, they're great. Uh, Sahara. Real to real, that's uh, that's not a movie, it's a show. Dead Ringers and the Magnificent Seven. Yeldy and Moe. Don't see! What if you want to carry my load, huh? You know who that is? Who just no. said that? No. Let me give you a clue. Que pane, olive oliva. Oh, oh, oh. Eli Wallach. Wallach, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. Hey, Eli. If the cannoli didn't do it, maybe that will. Wow. Officials in Michigan and Florida are showing renewed interest in holding repeat presidential nominating contests so their votes will count in the epic Democratic campaign. The Michigan governor, along with top officials in Swillery's campaign and Florida State Party chair, are now saying they would consider holding a sort of do-over contest by June. That's a change from their previous insistence that the primaries in their states held in January should determine how the delegates are allocated. But nobody else was running in Michigan, and nobody was campaigning in Florida, and everybody agreed that they were going to uh, bypass. I mean, what a, what a joke! What an absolute fraud. And there are people voting for this bitch? God, is that frost my fat ass. Clinton won both contests, but the results were meaningless because the elections violated National Party rules. And ahead of time, they said they weren't going to count. But, oh, let's change the rules now because Swillery needs the delegates. Bitch. The Democratic National Committee stripped both states of all their delegates for holding their primaries too early. And all Democratic candidates, including Clinton and Barack Obama, agreed not to campaign in either state. Obama's name wasn't even on the Michigan ballot. Neither was anybody else's except Swillery because she does it her way, okay? The crooked way. And she still only got 55% Michigan against nobody. That's not good. No. Florida and Michigan moved up their dates to protest the party's decision to allow Iowa and New Hampshire to go first. Childish, you know. Oh, we want to go first. We want to go. Followed by South Carolina and Nevada, giving them a disproportionate influence on the presidential selection process. But nobody predicted the race would still be very close this late in the year. Ironically, Michigan and Florida could have held crucial primaries if they'd stayed with their traditional later dates. They may yet do so if they decide to hold new contests as Clinton and Obama compete to the wire. Down to the wire like a Gulfstream, and George's horse is gasping for oxygen, puking his guts out, <laughs> slowing to a walk, cranking it into reverse. Clinton has been insisting that the desires of more than 2 million people who cast Democratic ballots in the two states should be reflected at the convention, which would help her catch up to Obama in the race for convention delegates. Obama said he wants to see the delegates from the two swing states participate, but not if Clinton is rewarded for victories and boycotted primaries when nobody else was running. What a... I mean, and the fact that there are people in the media suggesting that this is a good idea, and, and your governor, your damn gay, Governor Charlie Christ, my God. Michigan Governor Jennifer Granholm, a Clinton supporter, told the Detroit Free Press that Clinton's victory in Ohio changes the landscape a bit. She said it could open the door to a caucus if it can be privately funded, and both candidates agree. Granholm, a Democrat, and Florida Governor Charlie Crist, a Republican who can't keep his nose out of the wrong places, man, like, uh, yeah, issued a joint statement yesterday demanding that their state's delegates be seated. 
We each will call upon our respective state and national party chairs to resolve this matter and ensure that the voters of Michigan and Florida are full participants in the formal selection of their party's nominees. What is uh, what business is it of Charlie Chris, who's a Republican, like I said before, sticking his big, ugly uh, gay nose in a Democrat's ass, you know? God. Chris told reporters at a news conference Tuesday he doesn't support having another primary taxpayer expense. He said he discussed the option with Senator Bill Nelson. He turned on a chair, the state's union Democrat. He said the only way to consider the possibility of that is to have the Democratic National Committee pay for it. The Florida Democratic Party said the state estimates the cost to be $25 million. Getting funding from the National Committee might be difficult when the party has a general election to wage. Last August, the DNC had offered to spend 800000 for a later caucus, but Florida State Party rejected the idea because the amount would have only been enough to set up 150 caucus sites for the state's 4.1 million Democrats. DNC Chairman Howard Dean issued a statement yesterday that seemed to leave the matter for the states to resolve. Dean said Michigan and Florida have two options. Either submit a new plan for a process for choosing their convention delegates or appeal to the Convention Credentials Committee, which resolves issues about the seating of the delegates. Michigan Democrats are discussing holding a firehouse contest in May or June that will be an alternative to the traditional primary caucus and run by the state party. Oh, it's just it's pathetic. And nobody paid any attention back at the time. And I was talking about the fact that the votes weren't going to count. And bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. And it was right there for anybody to see. And now it turns out that they needed to count, but they didn't they'd do it right. Like everything else in Florida. And now Michigan. And can you imagine the amount of uh, delegates that uh, Barack Obama would get in Michigan, like in Detroit? Do you have any idea how many dark folks live in Detroit? About 80 trillion. 80 trillion black people live in Detroit. And four white people who can't afford bus fare to get out. How do you like that? Well, there's some schleppers. Yeah. How many votes we got on the poll? 298. We're on the verge of three. And we slowed down a little bit there because the show degenerated into a Brandon versus Josh Cordes deal, you know? Although I think he does make some very good points. Who, Josh? No. Oh, and what are they? <laughs> it's just what you are. You see, every time I try to cut you a little slack, you just you'd reinforce what he says about you. Hard ass. Too much booze, man. You got George there with too much bad weed, and you with too no. much bad booze. Cheap, Sorry, it's the only the booze. best. Only the probably best drinking weed. Ripple. Probably drinking Grandma. Hate to tell you. Tell him, Josh. It's only the best. I do not. Yeah. I yeah. What would you know about it? <laughs> yeah. Probably smoking a big fat one right there. You know, we need Chris back on the show badly if he ever comes back. I don't Why? think he's coming back. So we can smoke a big fat one. Yeah. Yeah. Smoke him like a roast pig. Put him on a a pit. What do they call those things on a, a skewer? Yeah, put yeah, put him on a spit. In fact, when I think about it, it makes me wanna <laughs> something that rhymes with spit. Anyway, here's the deal. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, six, and, and you know they could fax us in like uh, some other places that aren't on here, but not not like places that are in countries that have already got on here, like uh, Rio. What's wrong with you, Harry? Jesus, K. Christ, man. Rome, sixty-two. Amsterdam, thirty-nine. You better hurry up. They're cleaning it up, man. They're going to make it like Times Square. Sterile is the inside of a Band-Aid box. Havana, 28. China, 23. New Zealand, 19. Vancouver, 18. Berlin, 17. Good choice. Paris, 15. Bad choice. Brazil, 11. There you go, Harry. Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Israel, 11. Why? Spain, 11. Sweden, 10. San Francisco, 7. Toronto, 6. Boston, 5. The Bahamas, 4. Copenhagen, 4. Colombia, only 3. L.A. 3, Chicago 3, New York 2, and Mexico, out of 301 votes, Mexico's got none, zero, zippo. How do you like that? Hmm. 
Uh, maybe, which means one of many things. Maybe a lot of people have been like to Cancun, you know, places like that. It's not far, right? Right. How far is it? What, how far of a flight is it? About oh, an hour and a half? About this far on the map here. That far? Yeah, about three inches. Yeah, I would say that's about right. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. What a suck-up job that was. It's our system said the truth. It doesn't work like it used to do. Every time the votes come up short, you know it's all going to land in court. Eleven eighteen at five sixty WQM. Florida's Republican governor, Florida's Yay. governor, doesn't think his taxpayers should pay for a Democratic Party do-over its presidential primary. He insisted the results of January's non-election was fair to Barack Obama. You know something? This governor, man, this fruitcake really pisses me off. And every poll they take, just like when the fat-ass predecessor, Jed, the Jepster, was in there, oh, the wildly popular governor of Florida. The voters of Florida must be the dumbest bastards on the face of the planet. I thought we all knew that. Jesus Christ, Christ. Obama lost Florida's January 29 primary. The then higher profile candidate, Swillery Clinton, after all Democratic candidates agreed not to campaign there. The vote allocated no delegates to the Democratic convention after state officials violated party rules in moving up the date of the state's primary. Ironically, if Florida had played by the rules, it would have voted Tuesday along with the hotly contested Texas and Ohio, a role at which its results could have had substantial impact. Party leaders are discussing the possibility of a revote in Florida and Michigan, which also moved up its primary in violation of party rules. Florida Governor Charlie Crist says the previous election should count in light of the record turnout it inspired. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. We want them all to be seated because democracy matters. The people should be here. See, what they want, what the Republicans want, is they want her. They'll right. do anything. Right. And, and the national poll proves it. Obama crushes McCain. She's just barely ahead. Sure. Doesn't rush. Isn't he promoting her? Yeah, that, exactly right. Asked whether an election in which both candidates agreed to stay on the sidelines really was a fair election. We think so, he said, noting the Obama campaign ran a national ad that also ran in Florida before the primary. I mean, talk about a stupid comment. How is it possible he's going to be so stupid? Yay, yay. Jesus, K. Christ. The battle over Michigan and Florida should continue to divide the... Well, it goes on. I want the next president to be Republican, said Christ, but I'm the governor for all the people of Florida. Right. Moving up the election is the right thing to do. Democracy is always the right thing to do, he said. Oh, my God. Earlier in the program, Chris defended the move primary with flowing invocations of the American Revolution in Cuba in a single thought. What matters is that we set a date for the people to be able to vote to put Florida at the forefront of choosing the next leader of the free world. That's our right, and our founding fathers put forward when they founded this country. So many Americans have fought for that precious right, he said, pivoting to Cuba. You know, in Florida, just 90 miles south of Key West, there's an island called Cuba where they don't have that precious right. Oh, my God. Is that profound or what? Just 90 miles south of Key West, there's an island called Cuba. Is that Incredible. a bulletin or what? Mm -hmm. You He's jackass. Right. You simpleton. You, you fairy. God. 
Another self-hating uh, screamer, that's all. Just an absolute... Bye-bye-bye-bye. But nevertheless. Oh, he's wildly popular. Everybody loves Charlie Christ. I guarantee you, if his last name was Smith, just like Swillery, if her last name was Jones, she wouldn't have ten votes. Right. If she wouldn't be Mrs. Bubba. Oh, guess what they're talking about on CNN now? Mrs. There's Bubba? There's Tony Harris in the middle of a triple split screen. Oh, and Tom Fiedler was on there, too, with his yellow trench coat. Waiting for Gary Hart to come out with Donna's rice. A major airline is under fire from environmentalists for flying an aircraft across the Atlantic with only five passengers on board. The flight from Chicago to London meant that the plane of Boeing 777 used 22,000 gallons of fuel. Friends of the Earth said it was obscene to waste so much fuel flying an almost empty airplane. It led to American Airlines being accused of reckless behavior by green lobby groups. The latest eco-scandal flight took place on February 9 after American was forced to cancel one of its four daily services from Chicago to London. See, I don't agree. I mean, you know, I'm all for the greenies and all stuff like that. But if, I'm, if I want to fly from Chicago to London and I buy a ticket on that plane, I don't want them canceling just because there's only four other people flying. I, you know, that's too bad. Too freaking bad. i got to get there. Maybe i got a big business. Maybe i got a date with a queen, you know, or some other queen. What kind of horse crap is that? Am I right or wrong? Yeah, no. Horse crap. When you buy a, a ticket on a, a flight, you don't expect it's going to be canceled because of lack of interest. You know, I'm not saying that it doesn't ever happen, but it shouldn't be. It's the same that, as like you know, they're, in, they're in business. It's, it's like saying, oh, we're closing a restaurant today because only seven people came in for lunch. Well, too bad. I want to have lunch. I want to go to the Rascal House, even though Josh tells us it's closed. You owe an apology, by the way, to the Rascal House. So Sorry. Doesn't sound sincere to me. I am so sorry. No, you're not. I apologize. No, you don't. The Clinton-Lieberman connection. This is by David Sirota. Confusion and misinformation are two of the most powerful weapons in a desperate politician's arsenal that were used by Jew Lieberman in the 2006 general election against Ned Lamont. An exit poll suggests they helped Hillary Clinton blast her way through the primary this week in Ohio. Over the last two weeks, Clinton's been telling Ohio voters she never supported the NAFTA agreement an agreement that's become a symbol of corrupt economic policies to many working-class voters. Clinton has made these claims, expecting everyone to forget her speeches over the last decade, trumpeting NAFTA as a great success. Her direct quotes praising NAFTA repeatedly are not up for interpretation, and neither are her absurd claims to have been against NAFTA from the beginning. We are talking about pure, unadulterated lying here, and lying with a purpose. To confuse enough voters into thinking she actually did oppose NAFTA, and that her strong support for NAFTA is somehow the same as Barack Obama's longtime opposition to the pact, the results in Ohio prove the scheme worked. CBS News reported that among Ohio voters who expressed that trade takes jobs away, 55% supported Swillery. Clinton's past support of the North American Free Trade Agreement didn't hurt her in Ohio, where most voters think trade with other countries has cost the state jobs. Blue-collar workers and voters who live in union households back Clinton, as did voters in northern Ohio, where manufacturing job losses have been staggering the past decade, according to exit polls for the AP and TV networks. Clinton won nearly 6 in 10 votes from union households in Ohio's Democratic primary, and the same number among people who earn less than 50 grand a year. If this all sounds familiar, that's because it is. Here's an excerpt from a 2006 article I wrote for the for In These Times about the Lieberman-Lamont race. As the Associated Press confirmed, Lieberman's margin was provided by a segment of voters who are strongly against the war, but who wrongly believe Lieberman is also strongly against the war. Their misperception was no accident. Immediately after the primary, Lieberman unleashed an ad campaign to portray himself as anti-war, airing an ad where he says to the camera, I want to help end the war in Iraq. 
Lieberman won the election not by defending the Iraq war, but by successfully convincing a key segment of voters that he was anti-war. Lamont's internal polling showed that somewhere between 12 and 15 percent of the population said they simultaneously opposed the war and supported Lieberman's position on the war, a signal that Lieberman's confusion campaign was working. Clinton was actually even more brazen than Lieberman. Not only did she lie about her record, she actually went on the offensive attacking Obama over the very trade deal that she's long championed, raising doubts about whether he was committed to reworking NAFTA, as the AP noted. To use the Lieberman-Lamont analogy, that would be like Lieberman not only pretending to be against the war, but actually attacking Lamont for not opposing the war more strongly. Even Lieberman wasn't cravenly dishonest enough to do that, but Clinton Swillery was. The tragedy, of course, is that when such tactics are validated, whether on the war in Connecticut or trade in Ohio, it encourages candidates and politicians to continue lying about the most important issues. I didn't know there was a war in Connecticut. I know he's talking about the election in Connecticut. You get it right. And those lies end up polluting the debate and ultimately preventing any real change. If politicians can be rewarded for lying about their record on the war and globalization, then they'll feel emboldened to keep lying when those rhetorical debates turn into legislative negotiations. In other words, she's a freaking liar, and of course we know that. But the electorate are stupid, especially in Ohio. they got a place called Stupidville, Steubenville in Ohio, right? Right. Why don't we put that on the list? Maybe a lot of people want to go to Steubenville. Or maybe to Cleveland. What do you think? Not. Now, let's see. How about Peru, says Jorge Varona. Ton of stuff to do and tourist location to visit. The food is also great and lots of variety. Want to put Peru on there? Why not? Lima? How about a Lima bean? Yeah. Now, are Lima yeah. beans, has that got something to do with Lima, or is it uh, just my imagination? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, maybe that's where they come from. Who the hell knows? Lima they, bean? They the one they call a Lima bean. <laughs> Biggest names. The a brain-dead, irrelevant, egotist And wear the same suit you bought in 1966 Now, yeah, yeah, you're Do us all a favor Put your booty head back up your butt And choke on a very young man And drive your corvair smack into a tree Oh, there's that uh, silver-haired uh, queen Charlie Christ, your governor there on CNN. He's an idiot. He's an absolute total idiot. Lima beans originated in Peru or possibly Guatemala, says the Internet. How do you like that? They've been cultivated in Peru since 6000 B.C. And their common name comes from Lima, Peru's capital city. Another name for the Lima bean. See, I almost said Lima bean. Lima bean is Chad bean. And also butter bean and has bean. Lima beans contain cyanide compounds, which is why many countries, including the U.S., restrict commercially grown varieties to those with very low cyanogen levels. That's good to Lima know. Bean, what? Now I have a good excuse for not eating them. Right. Besides that they taste like crap. they got cyanide in them. Oh, yeah, they do. The lima beans grown in Java and Burma have 20 to 30 times the concentration allowed in most Western countries. They must be cooked thoroughly to allow the hydrogen cyanide gas produced to be driven off. Or maybe just expelled through the... Rectum! Large lima beans are extremely large and flat with a greenish-white color. It has a buttery flavor and creamy texture. This bean is named after Lima, Peru, and extremely popular in the Americas, both in its natural state and dry. And it goes on about baby, uh, green baby, uh, who cares? 
Green Babies, Bud Davies. Is he dead yet or what? Why sure? I, I don't know yet. What a jackass he turned out to be. Walking in the woods with Perry Como. Oh, my God. I wonder if they were hand in hand, you think? I'm sure. The FBI improperly used national security letters in 2006 to obtain personal data on Americans during terror and spy investigations, Director Robert Mueller said yesterday. Now, do you say Mueller or Mueller? It's like spaghetti. You know, you say Mueller spaghetti? There was Don Mueller that used to play for the New York baseball giants a million years ago. Mueller told the Senate Judiciary Committee that the privacy breached by FBI agents and lawyers occurred a year before the Bureau enacted sweeping new reforms to prevent future lapses. Breach, isn't that the movie I'm supposed to see? Yes. It's not on. And neither is vacancy. Oh, and I told you, the hostel was on again the other day, which you can't stand. And right. I saw the last five minutes of it. Uh-huh. Well, that was the good part. With that Jay Hernandez. I like yeah. him a lot. It took that long for it to get started. Now, did you see that, Josh? Hostel? Yeah. The end where he cuts off his uh, fingers? I saw that. And he stuffs his head in the... And then he slits his neck, which I liked a lot. And then he gets on the train, and away he goes. Hostile, too, though. And I, I hope you didn't see that. No. It's really bad. I mean, really, really bad. Now, did you like Hostile or not? Uh, not really. Didn't hate it, though. No, I didn't hate it, but... George hates it. <laughs> the report is a follow-up to an audit by the Inspector General a year ago that found the FBI demanded personal data on people from banks telephone and internet providers and credit bureaus without official authorization and in non-emergency circumstances between 2003 and 2005. It almost sounds like the Edgar Hoover is back again. Mueller, noting Senator's concerns about American civil and privacy rights, said the new report will identify issues similar to those in the report issued last March. The similarities, he said, are because the time period of the two studies predates the reforms we now have in place. Right. He said, we're committed to ensuring that we not only get this right, but maintain the virtual trust of the American people. No chance. He offered no additional details. Several other Justice Department FBI officials familiar with this year's findings said privately the upcoming report will show letters were wrongly used at a similar rate as during the previous three years. They talk a good game, but they're still checking on your mail. They're checking on uh, your internets. They're checking every, your uh, books out that you buy, the music that you're listening to, where you're, what kind of toilet paper you're using, which hand you're wiping your ass with, all of these uh, All of these things. things. Disgraceful. Speaking before the FBI, Chief Senate Judiciary Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy urged Mueller to be more vigilant in correcting what he called widespread illegal and improper use of national security letters. Everybody wants to stop terrorists, but we also, as Americans, believe in our privacy rights, and we want those protected, Leahy said. There has to be a better chain of command, a better shame, baby. You can't just have an FBI agent who decides you'd like to obtain American records, bank records, or anything else and do it just because they want to. I wonder how Steve Shane is doing. We used to do sports on WYNZ years ago, 100 years ago when I worked there. Steve Shane. He was a good-looking guy. Now he's old and ugly, I'm sure. He was a nice guy. Good kid. Steve Shane. Hopefully still alive. There's nothing worse like that, that thing with... Uh, oh, we're fine. Dan Stewart. Remember that? That was a total shocker. Yep. How old could he have been? Like 40? Early 40s, maybe? Their boots. Yeah. Younger than me. Dead. Mm-hmm. Not just gone, but dead. And you know what else is gone? What? Our traffic person. That's why we have this uh, screw-up with these spots today. Mm-hmm. One one spot's going to come after we already do, do the thing at noon, and maybe the certificates will already be sold out. Hey, Petey Lenny, I know that you're in there screaming and yelling, but uh, this this is not a good situation. It's one thing to be making a lot of cutbacks, you know, but I still say managers, all, all the managers, all the department heads, Ray Perry, he needs to go. Get rid of his ass. Send him over to one of the other sports stations, one of those 10-watt, like 1,400. 
a signal you can only hear if you're in the parking lot of the station, maybe on a good day? Who else? They got where they already... Oh, and, and I understand that Carolyn is gone. Who? Carolyn. Which one? Carolyn Beasley? Was that supposed to be a secret? Carolyn Beasley? No, no, she's gone. Or Carolyn uh, Greg Reed. Reed's uh, Carolyn wife. Reed. Carolyn Reed. Right. She's gone. I, I, I only ever saw her once in a while anyway, so... Let me say it again. I understand through the grapevine that okay. she is no longer employed at Power at 96. Okay, then. Or within the building. Alrighty then. And of course, she's married to Greg Reed. Now, I don't know. I don't want to suggest that that's, you know, like a vendetta or an act of, uh, I don't know. Maybe she wasn't good on the air. Was she on the air? Yes. Yeah. And were they saying, hey, Toots, uh, you know, good job, like that, like Mifo used to say, hey, Toots? I don't know. I don't listen to them as much as I used to. Really? What do you listen to? My CDs. Good choice. People give me CDs. And I 343 votes. They give you seeds, and then he puts them in the backyard yes. and grows them. He's right. probably got like a whole, probably got a greenhouse, a C- hothouse. CDs? Remember the greenhouse in that movie, The Hand That Rocks the Cradle? Sure. That was a good scene when her uh, friend, when her lady friend walked in there, ah, and uh, all the glass, the shards, all came down and just stabbed her right through the ass. That was, uh, and I still say she looks just like, uh, like Swillery. <laughs> that, that's a compliment and a shot, both. Hillary never looks so good. Swillery? Yeah, she never looks so good. Rebecca Mornay, she looks like so, oh. she's got that same kind of look. A real parshane. Well, I won't not, tell not her you old. said that. What? I won't tell her you said that. Why? You think she's uh, good-looking, Rebecca De Mornay? She has been, not so much anymore. Well, maybe maybe a hundred years ago, maybe. Maybe when yeah. she was an infant, she was really cute. In her younger Come years, on. yeah, I thought she was a hottie. You bet. She was a hottie, Rebecca De Mornay. You betcha. In that uh, risky business movie. Yeah, but that was seventy-five years ago. What did I just say? Even Tom Cruise looked almost human in that movie. Even I'll take your word for it. His hunchback. With his hunchback. Mm-hmm. I'll take your word for it. That's Tom Cruise to you. By the way, I found there's a Scientologist that was on my MySpace. I deleted him. I blocked him. Also huh. blocked that jerk David from Tampa, you know, or St. Pete, wherever he's from. Blocked that idiot. I mean, I, like I told you yesterday, life is too short. Now, the MySpace thing can be fun, and you can, you know, talk to certain people that you, you know, can relate to or whatever. Or in your case, you know, get laid and get drugs. Whatever right. you use it for. That's but when right. people want to use it to annoy you, I, I don't need that. It's a tool, you know. It's a how yeah, you tool use is it. the word, all right. Tool is the word for some of those idiots, and I get rid of the tools, okay? They're gone. Once they're gone, they're gone. Don't come back. Get the message. Just disappear. Like Al Rogers and, uh, and the David and uh, St. Pete and some of the other idiots on there. And the Scientologist guy. And when I delete somebody, when I block them out and get rid of them, it has to be a pretty damn good reason. They have to be really annoying. They have to be really obnoxious and disgusting and grotesque. And right. there's about like 30 people, I would say. But once they're gone, then I block them. And, and now they're gone. 20 before noon, 20 minutes, we'll have that two-for-one deal on. Get ready to get prepared to be on the phone. Mm-hmm. Now, are you getting food in today or what? Yeah, any minute now. Promotions two, three, four. Does that mean Petey Lenny is coming in? When he comes in, tell him about the traffic. Uh, the traffic auto. The robot screwed up yeah. the log today. The traffic robot. The the automat. Yeah, and we and we can't go changing around the log because uh, you know we're, we there's nowhere to put it. It's sold out. Even though we've fallen on very hard times in the regular business. It. I beg your pardon. You could switch it with something. It's too late now. Okay. It's too late now. We got the one spot coming up in the '56 break, and then the other ones uh, after the fact. But that's okay. You know, well, whatever. 
If they bring in the food and it's delicious, which I'm sure it'll be, then uh, we'll rave about it. 344 votes on the poll. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, 70. Amsterdam, 44. Havana, 29. New Zealand, 27. China, 25. Vancouver, 21. Berlin, 18. I'll only give you the double digits. Paris, 16. Israel, 13. Spain, 12. Sweden, 12. And Brazil, 11. San Francisco, 10. Why don't we also put on there uh, people who want to go on a tour of the concentration camp? Biggest names. The best always a pleasure, Big Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Oh. Sports Leader. You get a lot of it. Sports! With Neil Rogers on Sports Old Radio WQAM. I'd like to know who won the election. Said I'd like to know who won the election. <laughs> count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote over. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote over. Count the vote. Ever since this presidential race began, I've often wondered who was going to win. Some Palm Beach people went to do their voting chore. So count up all the ballots and find out who's gotten more. Those old folks seem to have one thing in common. Looks like lots of them just gave their votes to Patrick Buchanan. So I'd like to know who won the election. Yes, I'd like to know who. Won the election. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote. The final tabulation started coming in. Then I saw a new splash on Channel 10. Oi! Some angry people all together in a bunch. They said they were confused and didn't know which hole to punch. Back them. Those old folks seem to have one thing in common. Looks like lots of them just gave their votes to Patrick Buchanan. So I'd like to know who won the election. Said I'd like to know who won the election. Oh, I'd like to know who. Won the election. Yes, I'd like to know who won the election. Oh, do, 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 do. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, count the vote, baby. Count the vote, count the vote, over. Count the vote, how many for Bush? Count the vote, how many for God? Count the vote, how many for Bush? Count the vote, are there any more? That's Florida, baby. Not slow, not fast, just half-assed. No matter what it is, it's always uh, the same crap, man. That's a Florida specialty du jour every day. Police wrangled a gigantic pink bunny from atop an overpass above I-95 in Palm Beach Gardens this morning. Well, this is a Tuesday morning. Did you see the date on this? No. Well, today's Thursday, last time I checked. Anyway, By the way, we're, uh, we're eating, so, you know. Oh, you got the food there already? What do yeah. you got? Oh, everything. Everything's seafood. No. The gray one. Thank you. 
I'm, I'm eating some uh, some fillet, some lobster skewers over here. What's this mm. kind of lobster skewer? There's, there's carp, lobster tempura. There's some carpaccio, carpaccio, mm. beef carpaccio, fillet. I got a fillet over here. Yeah. And guess what? It's all for me. <laughs> right now, is Petey Lenny uh, show up with these uh, folks or what? He's in here pimping it. Yes. Did you tell him about our traffic department that doesn't exist he, anymore? He knows all about it. And we have a traffinuity department now. I'm supposed to tell you. Police wrangled a gigantic pink bunny from atop an overpass above I-95 in Palm Beach Gardens Tuesday morning. He was a hazard, said a gardens dispatcher, and apparently causing quite a traffic backup to boot. To boot, eh? The fuzzy culprit turned out to be the Buzz Bunny, who's promoting Buzz 103.1 FM's upcoming adult Easter egg hunt. Oh, my God. He was standing on the overpass just south of Donald Ross Road and waving down at drivers. I'm going to have to have a talk with the bunny, said the station's promotions director, Brett Russell. Obviously, we didn't, <coughs> didn't mean to do that, he said. The money was called in by a gardens police officer shortly before 8.40 a.m. Tuesday morning. This was the bunny's second appearance. He was out yesterday as well, meaning Monday, and will be popping up all over the county until the big hunt on Singer Island, March 15. The station scatters 1,031 plastic eggs on the beach with tickets to a variety of prizes within Singer Island. I remember that well. He used to go swimming there on Singer Island. Okay. The bunny does make an impression. He's a pretty big bunny. In fact, he barely fits in the suit, Russell said, with a snicker. I didn't know that bunnies like Snickers. As for where he'll turn up next, the Buzz Bunny's unpredictable. We never know where he'll go. He said, we're guessing not a 995 overpass at the Palm Beach Post. Being very, very cutesy. Not pathetic. So the food is great, and in just it's 10 minutes... It's spectacular. I'm picking out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make some room in front of me so I don't have to go off mic to eat it. See him. Think? He, he's in here. He's off mic, but that's, that's all right because we don't need him. See him. There you go. See no, him. we sure don't. We don't need him in there. That's what Brandon said. Oh, they got some ribs over here? Brandon ain't speaking anymore. He's uh, he's probably doing a little work now or whatever. Professor ain't speaking to me today. Nobody on there is talking to me today. It's just one of those days, you know. And you want to know why? Because tomorrow I'm going on vacation at noon. I'm bailing out at noon. Probably Jolly Joe turned them all against me. Probably sent out one of those mass email mailings. Oh, Neil's leaving at noon, the slacker that he is. And he's leaving us holding the bag. We have to put that damn George on. And then all next week, you know. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. We don't have any, you know, something. This is the only show today. The only one, and the jerk show, excuse me, jerks, were the only six hours on the station there, and plus Orlando, or before seven. But no little dog, no big dog. DA is on four to seven for the uh, big dog, so the beast is on ten to midnight. So the schedule's all, we're the only ones here, man. We are really rock solid. That's right. And the big O sounded good there, except for the fact he wasted his time talking about basketball with uh, Frank Haith. Well, that's okay. It was that big win over B.C. last night, baby. They beat Duke. They beat B.C. They had 5,900 people there. They needed that arena like a Lochen Cup, and that's the way it goes, you know. Pretty soon there will be an arena and a stadium on every street corner. There will be one real close, real convenient to you. There will be like, like that flight from Chicago to London. There will be five people, but it will be a hell of a good time. You'll be able to have a lot of elbow room. It's like when you go to Woodbine. You don't want to have a bunch of smelly old uh, Europeans all around you there. Oh, you want to have a lot of... There was a Chinese girl sitting next to me last night, which, by the way, I made a great comeback and won a few hundred bucks. Nice going, Will. Thank you. Where'd he go? Mm. Hit 1500 on the line. That's always a good What's thing. What's this potato thing Five called? times, triple bar, wheel of fortune. 1500 What? I'm talking to the, uh, the hot chicken here. I'm asking her what this potato dish is called. Anyway, this Chinese chick sitting next to me last night. She smelled... Whatever it's going to smell like when the end of the world comes on the day of Armageddon, whatever that's going to smell like, that's what she smelled like. Like the end of the universe. And she, and finally she lost and got out of there. I kept thinking, oh, please, please lose. You know, not, not that I begrudge anybody winning some money. I, you know, I like to see other people win. We're playing against the house. 
but just please leave so I can get some fresh air, so I can stop swooning over here. And then I hit the 1500 and I thought, ah, screw her, you know, the hell with it. And they paid me, and I ran out of there. I flew out, like I'd just stolen the money, you know what I mean? I flew out of there. See how that pole is coming. Well, I'm glad to hear that the food is good. I wish we knew it would be, from Oceans 234. In less than eight minutes, we'll open up the QM store, QM.com. And then in the next hour, we'll tell you about it again, because there's no traffic department. Everything's all screwed up. And Petey Lenny ain't too happy about it, but he's not going to say anything. He's going to just uh, send another letter to Chris Jones. Oh, Chris, congratulations on that award you got. And, oh, kissy, 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 licky, licky, licky. And, oh, Neil, licky, licky, licky. Huh? That's Petey, man. He's a, he's a butt licker. That's why he's got that brown face. You ever notice that about him? Sure. He's got that ruddy brown complexion. That's because his face has spent too much time on too many... Rectums. It's because of all the sterno fumes he's uh, huffing all day long. He's a sterno junkie. Is he really? Oh, yeah. Don't you know? At least he doesn't do Dristan like somebody we used to work with at IOD. Oh, I wouldn't put it past him. In fact, he was the only guy I ever knew that put peppercorns in his Dristan before he would... Yeah. And Parmesan cheese. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to is our poll question on neilrogers.com. 369 votes. I think we're safe to go for 500 today on the new poll, which is pretty good, by the way, when you start a brand new one. Josh? That's because Josh Cordes is with us today. Chris ain't here again today. He's screwing off lately. Hey, He's I, had root canals. I came and, on a uh, good day, man. What? I said I came on a good day. Yeah, when the food was good. See, that's, that's why Josh showed up very willingly today, because there was great free food. Rome 74, talking about great food, man. Manja, manja. If you go there to do nothing else but just to eat, but you want to do the sightseeing, you want to see all the places and all the people and the gypsies, of course. Watch out for the gypsies. Amsterdam 48, Havana 30. George hates gypsies, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that in like case you forgot. Like poison. I would pour gas on them and set them on fire. Either. Them and their little they kids, They didn't too. steal your credit cards like they did mine. They stole my brother's bike. Did they? Yeah, they did, among other things. Who the hell knows Havana how many 30, New Zealand 28, China 27, Vancouver 22, Berlin 18, Paris 18, Israel 15. Oi! Spain 15, Sweden 12, San Francisco 12, and Brazil 11, where the men are men and most of the women are too. Toronto 7, Copenhagen 7, Boston 6, Colombia 5, Bahamas 4, Chicago 4, LA 3, New York 3, because everybody's been to New York. And uh, Peru and Mexico still have, out of 371, the big... Oh, well. See what this very important fax is that you just sent to me. Question to Tom Jicka. I miss Ed Kaplan. Where is he now? I always told anyone who wanted to hear that Ed Kaplan could interview a chair and make it interesting. Maybe Eddie is busy interviewing chairs right now, like the one that Randy soiled, you know. Or the one Josh Friedman broke. Tom Jicker writes, Ed, who is a personal friend, has been sending out feelers since leaving WQAM. A few stations have expressed interest, but nothing yet has come from these conversations. Maybe with two new sports stations in the market, something will open for him, says little Tommy. If there's one thing I don't ever want you to forget about, little Tommy Jicko, okay? You know what it is? No. What? He's bald and stupid? He's bald and stupid! Hey! hey. Well, it took me a little while to find that. It's 11.56 at 5.60 WQM. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. of the Walt Disney Company. I'm sorry he's not in. He's at home. Is there any way you can patch me through? Please hold. Sold out. What's this? Sir, 
are. It's Robert Iger, president and CEO of the Walt Disney Company. Oh, man, I'm hurting, Iger. I'm sorry, sir. Is everything okay? I'm still f***ed up. Sir? Hang on. Hey, Janice, bring me another prairie oyster. You have a prairie oyster? Sir, no. Worcestershire sauce, tomato, egg yolk, vinegar, and pepper. Oh, what is that supposed to do, sir? It helps the hangover, numbnut. Oh, oh. I got Janice Dickinson bringing me one. She won't go home. What do you mean? Well, we were in bed together watching the Academy Awards. I was getting a button rub from Janice, who's healthy, by the way. Right. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I see this ratatouille. Right. Who's this new rodent? Sir, that's Remy. The kids love him. No, no, I... It was ours, sir, in Pixar. What? Yes, sir. Well, it was a Walt Disney Pixar production. Well, where the hell was I when this got green-lighted? Well, sir, it came out in June. Oh, June was when I was in rehab. Oh, yeah, that's right, sir. Nothing was supposed to go out when I was in rehab. Sir, it was a big hit for us. How much did it make? $600 million worldwide. I mean, Steve Jobs over Pixar. Those guys did a great job. Ah, Steve Jobs is a moron. I'd like to strangle him with one of his iPod cables. Look at me. I invented the Well, technically, There sir. wouldn't even be the Academy Awards if it wasn't for me, Eisner. Uh, Iger, sir. Whatever. Well, oh, sir, did you enjoy watching the Academy Awards? No, I thought they were terrible, but who was that chick that won for writing Juno? Oh, Diablo Cody, a fantastic talent, young screenwriter. She's amazing. Right, wasn't she the whore? No, sir, she was an exotic dancer. Same thing. You ever been to the Champagne Room? No, no sir. No, of course you haven't. Anyway, they have signs up there that say no sex in the Champagne Right. That's bullshit. Bullshit, sir. Bullshit. You got deep enough pockets, you give them to do anything in that room. I've seen God on those dirty velvet couches more times than I can count. Just don't tell Minnie. Sir, I would never tell Minnie. Ooh, one more thing. Did you see George Clooney's daughter? No, 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 sir. That was his girlfriend. What? Yeah, his girlfriend. Holy mother of God. She's a whore, too, right? No, sir. She's a waitress. I think they met in Las Vegas. Same thing. Give her I mean, do you want me to call the police or something? Are you crazy? The police? I got coke laying all over here. It's stuck to our naked bodies. Oh, sir, that sounds horrible. No, it's not horrible. You, you have no right. Just send somebody over, will you? Sir, I'll just send Tigger over there. No, send Tigger. He's worthless. All he does is bounce. I need a cleaner. A cleaner, sir? A cleaner. Someone to clean. Well, sir, then I'll send Mary Poppins over. Oh, for It's official. They're sold out in a matter of seconds. I bet you maybe about 30 minutes. 30 seconds. And I waited for them to verify the certificates. And it says, official, baby, like at the racetrack, you know. Takes like a minute or two, and then they uh, have to watch the tape. and That doesn't mean these people have to leave right now, does it? I beg your pardon? The restaurant people don't have to leave right now. Of course not. Okay, good. No, as long as they keep feeding you food. Once Mm -hmm. they're done feeding you food, then they've got to get out of there. No, it's just a joke. No, you slow that. So thank you so much to our good, close, personal friends. And what I'm going to do since that uh, spot, I'm going to do the spot from the um, website, which goes into greater detail about all the good food, which really, you know, which is great. But that's that's a record. I mean, there's no way in the world we ever beat that record. Am I right? You are I right. What it's, I don't know what it's going to say on there, on the thing. You know how it always says how much. Absolutely. Where do we find that? I don't know. Uh, let's see. Coco's Asian. 
past deals. Under past deals, is that how we do it? Okay. Let's see if it's on there yet. It's not on there yet, but it will be. It's less than a minute, I guarantee you that. In a matter of seconds, I clicked the thing about four or five times and went from like 50 to 22 to 16 to 5 to 1. To, that was it. Man, outstanding. And congratulations to us on doing a hell of a good job for them, too, by the way. That's right. We're good. Now, let's see. Josh has got some more problems here with Brandon. This is just an ongoing feud that goes on. With uh, yeah. Just give it up, Josh. Go ahead. Just surrender. Go ahead. I'm listening. I'm listening. It says, I want to clear up something with Mr. Cordes. Regardless if I'm an office manager or a burger flipper, I don't spend my time mooching off somebody with a heavy wallet. You haven't heard me come on here and ask for money because I'm going to Vegas. And everything started with my hatred of Josh because he speaks as if he's a wise sage. The only thing wise about him is his ass. I can see why he fits in there with that radio station. Encompass it as a prerequisite unless you're Jewish. I don't know what he means by that last part. Cause it sounds Jewish, like an anti-Semitic remark there, right? What? sounds like an anti-Semitic remark to me. Is it well, really? Well, he's one of your people. Brandon? Yeah. What? What, what? what do you mean, what? A spick named Brandon? Yeah. He's one of your people. I can tell you his last name, but I'm not going to do All it right. on the air. All right. Yes, he's one of your people. Let me All tell right. you right now. He's picking a pony, picking a pony, okay? Right. So don't give me this crap hey. about anti-Semitic. Hey, it won't take more spicks named Brandon. What are you talking about? What does that mean? Don't get too many of those. Enrique? As opposed to Jose, yeah. As opposed to Jose and Jorge and, and Jorge, right. and... and Julio. For the bruised and bitter staff around Senator Swillery Rodham Clinton, Tuesday's death-defying victories in the Democratic presidential primaries in Ohio and Texas proved sweet indeed. They savored their wins yesterday, plotted their next steps, and indulged in a moment of optimism. She won't be stopped, one aide crowed. And then Clinton advisors turned to their other goal, denying Mark Penn credit. With a flurry of phone calls and email messages that began before the polls closed, campaign officials made clear to friends, colleagues, and reporters they didn't view the wins as validation for the candidate chief strategist. A lot of people would still like to see him go, a senior advisor said. The depth of hostility toward Penn, even in the time of Trump, illustrates the combustible environment within the Clinton campaign. In fact, the headline on the story from the Washington Post is, Even in victory, Clinton team is battling itself. The Clinton campaign is an operation where internal strife and war in camps have undercut a candidate once seemingly destined for the Democratic nomination. Clinton now faces the challenge of exploiting this moment of opportunity, while at the same time deciding whether the squabbling at her Arlington headquarters has become a distraction that requires her intervention. Well, that thing you were telling me about with the sliced potatoes and the uh, whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What else was on it? Orgasmic. Layers of sliced potatoes and cheese in between with smoked Mm. bacon on top, and then it's baked like a lasagna. Oh. Yeah. And what is that called? Potato gratin. Mmm. This is not fair, you understand. Uh, I know, I know. It, it is fair because you can't go get this, so it's like, don't even try. Like I said, sun is shining, though, man. It's going to be plus 235 today. It's a beautiful day. And tomorrow will be an even nicer day to get on a plane and get out of here and go on vacation at noon. Many of her advisors are waging a two-front war, one against Barack Obama and the second against each other. But their most pressing challenge is figuring out why Clinton won in Ohio and Texas and trying to duplicate it. While Mark Penn sees his strategy as a reason for the victories that have kept her candidacy alive, other advisors attribute the win to her perseverance, favorable demographics, and a new campaign manager. Clinton won despite us, not because of us. This is an eight-page article about the Clinton campaign battling within itself. How do you like that? Eight freaking pages, baby. It goes on and on and on. Close the gap. 
didn't close it completely, and uh, they deserve congratulations for being tenacious and working hard. But the delegate count is essentially unchanged from where it was yesterday. And so now we go to Wyoming and Mississippi. We think we'll do well this week. Uh, we uh, feel that there's a strong possibility that we gain substantially more delegates out of Wyoming and Mississippi that Senator Clinton gained last night. How do you like that? Wouldn't that be a kick in the teeth? Not kicking her ugly ass. Let's see. Oh, callers five and six at this number win a hundred dollar certificate to Oceans Two Three Four in Deerfield Beach. That's sensational. One eight hundred two two seven zero five sixty. Now is Flea in there, or is he like uh, out screwing around? He just ran out. Yeah, he yeah. answered the phone. To answer the phone, yeah, I imagine. Callers five and six at one eight hundred two two seven zero five sixty win a hundred dollar uh, gift certificate to Oceans Two Three Four in Deerfield Beach. It'll take a few seconds for the delay to build up, so he's got plenty of time. Then after run, our eighty five minute delay. Mm-hmm. To catch up. Well, he fleed on. Filet rhymes with filet. Mm. That's what I mean. That thing you just described, that potato uh, mm. rotten, it was rotten, insane. It rather have been wow. illegal. As a matter of fact, when they find out about it, it will be. I'll be danged. New York Times has an editorial. I don't have time to read it right now, though. Do I? No, I don't. So I'll look at the poll, and then we'll do it after we come back. Lots of bedtime stories today, and, of course, a lot of calls. Not. I bet Josh, Josh probably wants to screen some calls. No, I'd rather For time's not. sake. No? Nah, I'm good. I think Brandon's got a good point, man. What a slacker. Listen, you, that, is that is he your buddy or something? Yeah, he's a good guy. Not that kind of buddy like you're implying. Listen, the no. haters will hate, but Jesus, I mean, what? tell him to take it easy. He hates you. He, he likes poison. I don't he doesn't know, why. know me. I don't know what precipitated this tremendous uh, contretemps between He's a hater, here. and that's your boy. No, he's not. He likes Chris okay. Uh, well, I don't know what to tell you. Likes George just fine. The haters fact, will George hate him. Uh, emailed, yeah. I'm sure, once or twice with Brandon. Sure. We've had exchanges, yeah. Yeah, he's, a good, he's an easy, uh, easy go. That's guy. why it he surprised just, me. I didn't know what Josh did to him. Stand you. He just what did you do to him, Josh? Just the mention of your name sends him into screaming mm. fits of uh, insanity. Hates you like Puking a gypsy. And schmitting and stuff. He's got some personal problems he needs to deal with. <laughs> what city or country do you do you want to visit that you've never been to? Is our poll question today? I, I'm just amazed at watching how fast those things went. You know what? Aren't you amazed? I'm, I'm amazed. I'm sorry. I had a mouthful of food. You're not impressed by I had a mouthful of food. These people had a mouthful, all right. I'm sure of that. God. Seconds. It was, it was definitely not even a minute. Now, it's probably... They're probably do they count the time it, when you're... It was not a minute. They're gone, by the way, the, uh, the, the phoner ones are gone and all that. Oh, the call is five and six. Yeah. Well, of course they are. As you knew. Of course. Well, there you go. I'm giving them away free for crying out loud. And Flea is in there. Bop, 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 you know, you know, Flea. Hey, don't knock my buddy. Yeah, that's you sound a, like an anti-Semite like to me. Because he's putting some money in your pocket. You just you don't like him because he's Jewish. I don't dislike. Or I've never met him. I don't know from him. And who? Uh, Lee Feldman is that his name? That's right. He's Lee a very Gold nice Steve. guy. Lee, uh, a good Shapiro. guy. He does Lee good Lichards. work. And he has a hot wife, so he's perfect. Oh well, in that case, that's why you like him. What city or country do you want to visit that you've never been to? Rome, seventy-eight. Amsterdam 52. Like I said, hurry, get on KLM right now. Because when you get there, everything's going to be closed. Da -da -da -da. Havana 35, New Zealand 31, China 30, Vancouver 22, Paris 22, Berlin 21. How come we didn't put Jamaica on here, man? I don't know. You want to put it on there? Sure. Israel 16, Espana 15, Brazil 14, San Francisco 13, Sweden 12, Copenhagen 8, Toronto 7, Boston 6, Colombia 5. Bahamas 4, Chicago 4, New York 4, L.A. 3, 
Peru to and Mexico finally got one. All right. The biggest names. The best talent. Here's Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Or David's a bitch. Absolutely. Nobody can tell me what it is. What's this at? Maybe I heard a word. Keep going. This is all your fault. This is not anything. It's a conspiracy. That's right. Pack it on. Put you up for this. Yeah, forget me back to the pizza pie. Why, you little liar. <laughs> 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 Come 18 at 560 WQM. Happy Thursday to you, boy. If I sound like I'm in a good mood, it's because I am. Good. Because tomorrow at noon, I'll be out of here. What? Right. I'm in a good mood. Yeah, you're in a good mood because you just had a good food. meal again. Rhymes with mood. And as far as Josh Cordes is concerned, every time he's on the show, we get this. Now, look at that. We sold the uh, certificates out, 50 of them. And That's because I'm on the show, Neil. You know that, right? In a matter of seconds. So Brandon hates you like poison. But every, all the guys out there love you. In fact, some of them even steal your profile That's on MySpace. kind of scary. Well, it's kind of gay. Yeah, that too. That never was. No, it's true. We always have a resounding response. In fact, we started this new poll at what time? When the show started or what? Why did we start this? You know, because you don't pay any attention to it. In the morning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my God. 416 votes on there, baby, and the Jamaica don't have any yet. Maybe everybody's been to Jamaica already and tried the good stuff. Yaman. I mean, why else would you want to go to Jamaica? Jamaicans? If you were Jamaican. I don't think we have too many Jamaican listeners. New York Times editorial, what we'd like to hear. Like so many of the other supposedly decisive moments in this campaign, the New Hampshire primary and Super Tuesday spring to mind. Tuesday night showdown in Texas and Ohio once again failed to resolve the Democratic presidential nominating contest. That doesn't trouble us. It means, at least, that the absurd front-loading of the primary season did not do what we feared, deprive the majority of Democratic voters the chance to be heard. And it means there's still a chance to take this campaign and elevate it, finally, to a serious debate about major issues. That's what American voters deserve, and that's what Democrats must do if they hope to break the Republican grip on the White House. After eight damaging and divisive years, there's certainly a lot that needs to be debated, starting with President Bush's disastrous war, his tax cuts for the rich, regulatory incompetence, and neglect and unrelenting assaults on civil rights, civil liberties, and the balance of powers in government. In other words, something quite different than the schoolyard shoving contest we witnessed over the last few weeks between Obama and Clinton and their increasingly out-of-control surrogates. Mrs. Clinton's camp continues to be responsible for most of the nastiness we've seen this primary season, and there were signs that they were drawing the wrong lesson from Tuesday's vote. The red phone ads and hardball tactics will win the day. Mr. Obama's team, meanwhile, increasingly acts as though this exercise in democracy should be a coronation that his opponent should bow out of the room. For Democrats, changing this dynamic is all the more urgent because Senator John McCain has now won the Republican nomination and visited the White House yesterday to collect a rather dubious blessing of Mr. Bush's endorsement. McCain is now free to stand on the sidelines and enjoy the food fight, knowing that whoever wins the Democratic nomination will be weak into nothing and honing his attack for the fall. 
Democrats have certainly registered their interest in this election. The turnout has set new records all over the country and far outstripped the Republicans. Both Obama and Clinton have collected votes on a scale usually reserved for the winner of the nomination. The quality of this contest hasn't reflected the candidates' formidable skills and intellect. Instead of a serious debate about trade, Obama and Clinton have engaged in a depressing fit of pandering to voters in economically troubled Ohio. They tripped over each other, rushing to attack the 14-year-old North American Free Trade Agreement, rather than offering voters honest answers about what government can and should do to help them adapt to globalization's challenges. Instead of talking soberly about how each would lead the U.S. out of the war in Iraq, Mrs. Clinton's been trying to scare Americans with ringing red phones and dark suggestions that Mr. Obama won't be able to keep America's children safe. Obama has belittled Mrs. Clinton's considerable experience in Washington as first lady and the senator, suggesting wrongly that her 2002 vote for the Iraq force resolution makes her incapable of now ending the war. The plain truth is that neither has been tested as a leader in the national crisis, which puts them in the same company as virtually every other presidential candidate in history, including Mr. McCain. Even if their differences on Iraq are negligible, Obama and Clinton should still debate the issue, explaining how they plan to bring American troops home and contain the chaos. Iraq has receded for now, but still will be an important issue this fall in the competition against McCain, who offers not the slightest change from President Bush's tragically failed policies. Instead of talking seriously about reforming health care, each side has run attack ads distorting the other's proposals. There's been some discussion about taxes, the home mortgage crisis, and the slowing economy, but mostly when the candidates are asked about these issues during debates. Talk on the stump seems stuck where it has been for months. Mrs. Clinton's distinctly more negative campaign has left her open to bad memories of her husband's administration. Obama's notions of transformational change are as airy and unformed as they were when he first began using them on the stump in 2007. Meanwhile, the candidates are spending obscene amounts of money on the primaries and caucuses. Now they use the champion money, uh, money raiser. Obama's backed away from his proposal to run the general election on public funds. He should take up that pledge again now. Mrs. Clinton and Mr. McCain owe the American public a far greater measure of transparency than they've so far offered. Mrs. Clinton hasn't released her income tax returns or made public donors to her husband's presidential library and foundation. Mr. McCain is withholding medical records that Americans need to read before they're asked to vote for a 71-year-old man with a spotty medical history. It's unclear how the Democratic campaign will end, but that's fine. Nearly a third of the 50 states have yet to hold a nominating contest. Before they do, we'd like to hear fewer character attacks and a lot more discussion of the nation's many problems after nearly eight years of failed Republican rule. That's the Democrats' comparative advantage. They should start using it now. Amen. Finally, the New York Times said something that made sense, even though they did endorse Swillery. Shame on them. 425 votes on the poll, and we're going to get over 500 by 2 o'clock. I can, I can smell it. Oh, man. Or maybe that's the Jack Show that's coming up next. Maybe that's the aroma. Another heat loss. But you get all the stats on that loss, I'm sure that everybody is sitting around. It's like the old hockey hot stove league, man. Everybody sat around a radio on Saturday night, and the old hot stove league came on there and gave all the stats and the penalties and the this and the that. Right? Right? Right. Yeah, see, he's probably still eating. I am still eating. What do you think? Of course. That's, Everything that's is good here. They got lobster tempura. Was that what it was? That, yeah. On a stick. <laughs> on a stick. On a stick. Well, you know what? Yeah, stick, stick it. it. Everything's better on yeah. a stick. Stick it. Like they say at the ticket, stick it. Oh, tomorrow morning at 10 o'clock, we got the trends coming out. He's hit by Erskine in the corner. Bernier, who made that huge Buffalo debut with a couple of goals and assists and a robust game. Alexander Ovechkin had two more goals. Aren't you impressed? He's uh, unbelievable. Probably the best player in the, in the game today. Aren't you impressed by Alexander Ovechkin? No. Don't start fetching about Ovechkin. I'll tell you that. 432 votes on the poll. I want to go back on QM.com. Where does it show how fast we sold a thing out? Um, 
It, it, it will in past deals, but it probably won't happen till tomorrow. Yeah, it will. Yeah, it will. Okay. You're wrong. I'll, I tell you what, I'll let you know when it when it's You're out of practice. When he's posted. If Chris was here today, we would know. Brandon's got a point. Let's see. Past deals. No, it'll it'll show. I think they're double-checking because it's, it's the record. You know, it's going to have, like, all kinds of asterisks next to it and, like, big marks in the Guinness Book of Records people will be calling. I'm, I'm just spellbind. I, I can't believe it. That bit, that uh, Eisner, Iger, whatever, that uh, Mickey bit, was just barely starting, and that thing was already uh, down to zero. And I thought, well, there must be some bogus ones on there. Pro- probably... Uh, Chickenek has tried to use his Zayers card, you know. But nevertheless, when it came back on, it said official sold out. 50 in a matter of seconds. It's not like some shows in this market where they uh, can't sell them at all. And we also now, we got Joe Rose selling him on his show if he'd ever show up for work. He wasn't on this morning. Mad Dog in on this afternoon. Got a very, th- Thursday is like hell at QAM, you know what? Yeah. Have you ever noticed that? No. Am I interrupting your lunch? Oh, you have no idea. Well, how much can you eat? You've been eating how for How much half do they have? Jesus Christ. Chris. My God. Gay. Jesus Christ. Yeah, your governor says, oh, it was fair. It was a fair election. I mean, just because nobody campaigned here and they all agreed that it wasn't going to count as a beauty contest. It's fair, yeah. He left the Y off a of fairy. You idiot. You fairy. Good God. F me or a governor. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Which I suppose up to be the man. Really think anything that happened before he was sick. Or continue to think that before him nothing exists. And will he go outside and open his mind? When Josh grows up to be a man. Prior to 98, he never heard or saw it before. Or saw when they turned his Thirteen seconds is more like what it took to sell out those uh, 50 certificates. Phenomenal. But it says 13 minutes. And the record oh. is uh, one minute. Right. Blue Moon. In fact, Blue Moon Fish Company, last, they've been on four times. Now, the first time we had them on, sold out in an hour and two minutes. But then the other three, nine minutes, one minute, and seven minutes. Right. Once people got to know what they were all about. Right. And uh, the ones today, Ocean's 234, it was a matter of seconds, and I guess and they were slow in uh, yeah. validating the certificates. Mm-hmm. So don't blame it on me. They deprived us of the record today. Wh- whoever's responsible for uh, diddling diddle that thing. And Brandon says, I don't know why Josh keeps bringing up the gay or bi thing. It shouldn't make a difference to him if I'm straight, gay, bi, or even tri as a human being. I can't stand him. Well, he has a visceral hatred of you for whatever reason. Wow. I guess the two of you won't be going out on a date. Or sharing that Russian girlfriend. That's all right. 
She's uh, she's a busy girl too. Yeah, you've been long, doing her long line. Uh, no, but I'm standing online. I got a number. Yeah. You got her number, and I'm sure Josh is not at all now. Now the way things are, it's an open relationship. Want me to call her? I call her on the air all the time. Open. Rectum. No, I don't want you to call her on the air. Okay. Not today. Do it tomorrow at noon. I might. Come on at noon tomorrow. I just might. Call Josh's girlfriend and make a hot date. Again. Start out. Paramaichi Paruski. Dude, I'm single, man. Get it right. Yachachu Piva. Are you going to do the show on Russian Piva's beer, by the way? You should know that. <laughs> you know that? No, I don't. I, I do know. No, you do. Yachachu Piva. <laughs> Rhymes with leave it to Who Don't say it. Uh, why not? It's all right. Too late. What's wrong with that? Can't take it back now. Well, why should I want to take it back? What's wrong with that? That was a good family show. That was wholesome, clean, fun for the whole family. Yeah. Even if Wally was wearing those thin plastic belts. Yeah. Oh, there's a Charlie Christ. Precious right. They made oh, my God. And you those fair. delegates who represent them should you be You swishy queen, you. You fairy. You silly person. You fairy. You simpering fairy. You fairy. The Democratic Party has said that none of the Democratic delegates from Florida will be seated. And the what Republican is it Party your business? That's what I'd like to know. He's a Republican. What is he all of a sudden so concerned about the Democratic voters? This phony baloney. Because of the fact they're desperate to try to get Swillery in there because that's who they want to run against. You know it and I know it. You're not fooling anybody. Well, you're fooling some people about a lot of things. You fairy. Oh, my God. You have to be deaf, dumb, and blind. What did I tell you about Miss Foley? Wasn't I into that? You know yes, that old saying about it takes one to know one? When you, when you travel in the circles, you, the word gets around. And Charlie Christ, and of course there's nothing wrong with him being gay, except that he's a phony and a hypocrite. And then remember where a few months ago, oh, he, he was dating some uh, socialite from Palm Beach. Yeah, right. Yeah, they were hanging out on Uranus, dating some socialite broad from Palm Beach. Give me a break, okay? Cut the crap, Charlie. Why don't you come out of the closet right now on CNN and stop being a liar, you white-haired fairy. Anyway. Pope Benedict XVI will host a groundbreaking summit of Catholic and Muslim leaders in November, the Vatican said yesterday. The Pope and the Muslims. Wow. Now, who's going to have the better headgear, you think? I don't know. Who's going to have the better outfit? We'll see. A conference from November 4th to 6th. And my birthday right in between there on the 5th. I think it's an omen. Will take place just over a year after 138 Muslim leaders from various sects from 43 countries issued an open letter last year urging peace. The move came a year after the Pope gave a speech at Regensburg University in Germany, which angered some Muslim leaders for using a quote which seemed to equate Islam with violence. The Vatican Secretary of State, Cardinal Tarcisio Bertone, Tar uh, Tarcisio Bertone, excuse me, has underlined the Pontiff's complete willingness to meet with Muslim leaders to see what unites us without minimizing or ignoring our differences. Bada beep, bada boop, bada bop. All the same bubble mices, just some different names and some different outfits and different colors, etc. and so on. God. Oh, there's Howard Dean. Process and then expect to get forgiven for it. Uh, what happens here has a big effect on what happens at the nominating convention. Could determine, as you pointed out, the nominee. We've got to play by the rules. If you don't do that, then half of the people in the Democratic Party whose candidate doesn't win this nomination are going to go away believing they've been cheated. I've got to run a process where everybody believes it's an honest result, and the only way to do that is to stick to the rules that were agreed to by everybody. That's right. Governor Christus, stick it. Howard Dean says, let's stick it. Stick it to the ticket. Now, what's going to happen, you think, tomorrow when that trend comes out at 10 o'clock? I think we'll be fine. I think we'll be all right. fine. We've got two solid months going in there. They're really rock solid. Because this is November, December, and January. We're going to be dropping off a very weak October. Weak. Weak. 
unfortunately, that time is gone. We've got to focus our resources on winning. Uh, and frankly, on John McCain, who yesterday promised to do, give us another four more years of George Bush in Iraq and the economy and so forth. So our job now is to elect the President of the United States, and we're not going to have the resources to run primary initiative in Florida. So we hope they can comply with the rules, uh, but they're going to have to figure out how to pay for it. You know, when you look at the mayors, and there you go, Howie Dean, baby. Remember, he was the heir apparent. He was guaranteed. He was going to, uh, and uh, he disappeared. He vanished. All because he let out that yell, and ABC made it seem like, you know, they were using that directional microphone and made it seem like he was a crazy person. Now we got a certifiably crazy person running for the Republicans. Insane McCain. And they don't, and they don't want to tell us about that, the media, the, the MSM, the mainstream media. Bastards. Lunatics. They're the ones responsible. Just like I said, here the war has gone on all these years, longer than WW2, trillions of dollars down the toilet, all these dead people, the dollar ain't worth a nickel anymore, gas is like 75 bucks to fill up your tank, and oh well, uh, but a beep, but a boop, but a bop, and maybe the surge is working, and maybe we'll have democracy in Iraq. Are you still eating? No, no, I'm done, I'm right here. The media is sick and needs help badly. I just wanted to play that one more time. Okay. Well, it's true. Media is sick. Without without their complicity, none of this crap could have ever happened. Bush and Cheney would all both be in, in Alcatraz right now if it weren't for the media. But they're too busy with all their uh, crap, you know, with all their the crappings and the trappings. And their panel. They got this panel. They're like the Larry King show 24-7. Everybody's got a panel. And we got uh, the John, uh, what's his name over here, John King. And we got, uh, what's her name over there, the uh, black chick, uh, Donna Brazil. Well, speaking of Brazil... What city or country do you want to do you want to visit that you've never been doing? I'd be making my travel plans right now. Don't plan on Europe unless you've got some big bucks because it's a buck fifty or something now, buck fifty three the euro, which used to be eighty two cent. Used to be eighty two cent. Uh, that's like double, double. Oh, the Dow is down one hundred and thirty five point, and the S and P is down, and oil is one hundred and three dollars and seventy cents a barrel. It's going to start costing you big time. It's going to cost you fifty million dollars to fill up your gas tank. Oh, there's Jillian Barbary. Everyone feels better when people know that. She's got some big boobs. I wonder if one of them might be real. There's Mike Golick. Especially guys. Get results with Nutrisystem for men. Well, what's he taking? Oh, there's Danny Boy, Dan Marino. Man, you talk about a guy. How would you like to have in the bank right now the amount of money that he makes in a week? I'll take it. God. This man, and remember when Wayne started with the Republica Industries or whatever the hell it was? Isn't that what it was? Okay. And when they went on the stock market, Shula and Marino both got on, on the ground floor of that. They were able to buy it like three bucks a share or something like that, less than that, I think. You had to be on the inside, buddies with Wayne. And then all of a sudden, it went up to like 100 bucks, 150, whatever it was. Man, talk about making millions and millions. And the brainstem only wishes he could remember it. 461 votes, easy over 500 days. It's only because we got Josh Cordes with us. I gotta, I gotta stick up for it because Brandon's giving you an unusual, a bloodbath today. I don't know why. Me neither. Well, he enjoys it. He like, he likes to make you suffer. You're sitting so close to the ocean that the salt air tickles your nose. There are sights and sounds and tastes and smells that remind us of why we live in Florida. You. This is the setting of the beautiful, delicious Oceans 234 in Deerfield Beach. Actually, on Deerfield Beach, because truly Oceans 234 is just a step from the sand. The view is perfectly complemented by the beauty of the food served at Oceans 234. Start with a delectable appetizer like a heaping bowl of clams and white wine, tomato and basil and garlic, or the beef carpaccio. 
or try the wonderful lobster and fritters with Caribbean chutney. The shrimp and steak quesadilla is delicious, complemented with peppers, onions, mozzarella, guacamole, and sour cream. I can't stand this. I'm, I'm having a nervous breakdown. You can do it. Your dinner entrees are created to entice all your taste buds, like the crab-encrusted chili and sea bass with truffle sauce, the lobster tail with truffle crab and corn fondue, or try the macadamia dolphin with jasmine rice, or delicious rack of or filet for the land lovers. There's a kid-friendly menu, too, and you can watch the kids frolic in the sand between courses. Oceans 234, truly one of South Florida's beautiful dining experiences, open every day, seven days a week, for lunch and dinner. Enjoy live entertainment. Have a fantastic cocktail while watching the sun set on your beautiful Deerfield Pier. You won't forget your dining experience at Oceans 234. Certificates are all gone. And don't forget, once they're gone... They're gone. Biggest name. The best they're gone. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil Rogers. God. Once there was a senator who was caught indulging a habit. A boobaroo, not much different like a typical neocon faggot. in the Yiddish Dictionary, instead of a definition, it's just got her picture next to the word. All right. Wow, she is... The youth. So there you see Chelsea Clinton uh, yesterday. Oh, my God. That should be illegal. I mean, the FCC is so concerned about obscenity. Putting her on TV, that's obscene, man. That's yeah. uh, over over the line. That's right, Josh. She was. What? Hot. Really hot. Who's hot? Yeah. Jessica. I'm going to happen to go after the Ocean's 234 girl. Jessica? Mm-hmm. Jessica who? Jessica from Oceans 234, 5, 6, Oh, I see. You're talking about the chick that was in there with the food. She's gone? Yeah. yeah. Once she's they're a, gone, she's a mark they're target. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> you got your, got your sights on her? Well, I'll be damned. Isn't that nice? Single Josh. John Nichols says, now it gets dangerous for Democrats. Here's what conservative commentator Rush Limbaugh said about the prospect of a continuing contest for the Democratic presidential nomination on the eve of the Ohio primary and the Texas prima caucuses that have with good enough finishes for Hillary Clinton, Clinton assure the race will go on. We need Barack Obama bloodied up politically, is what Rush said. Limbaugh explained to fellow right-wing Gabber Laura Ingraham, yes, they're now interviewing each other, that Obama has gotten this far in the race for the presidency with most of his popular appeal intact. 
As such, he would be hard to beat as the Democratic nominee in a race with Republican John McCain. I want our party to win. I want the Democrats to lose. They're in the midst of tearing themselves apart right now. It's fascinating. <coughs> it's fascinating to watch. It's all going to stop if Hillary loses, Limbaugh argued, as he suggested that Republicans in primary states should cross party lines to vote for a swillery. Only by keeping Clinton in the race, Limbaugh explained, will it be possible to sustain the soap opera that might ultimately diminish Obama sufficiently to secure an undeserved Republican win in November. Well, the soap opera has been sustained. With her big Ohio and Rhode Island wins and narrow victory in Texas, Clinton can do more than just carry on. She can say credibly, we're going strong and we're going all the way. Tuesday night belonged to Clinton and she owned it. As Bruce Springsteen's The Rising play, the senator claimed the victory she needed would align. Ohio has written a new chapter in the history of this campaign and we're just getting started. What's getting started is an edgier, rougher Democratic presidential race. And don't think the New York senator will pull any punches. If the Clinton campaign has learned anything from the two-week campaign that preceded the Ohio-Texas votes, it's that Hillary Clinton won't win unless Barack Obama loses. The senator from Illinois must be damaged badly, or so the theory goes, in order for the senator from New York to grab the Democratic nomination from his clutches. Make no mistake, the candidate nor Clintonistas have sought to inflict that damage. The campaign moves so fast that it's easy to forget everything that happens in a two-week time span. But since Clinton lost Wisconsin's February 19 primary, the hits had really kept on coming. There was Barack's stole lines from Massachusetts Governor DeVal Patrick hit. There was the Barack stole a page from Karl Rove when he sent off the negative mailings hit. There was the Barack dresses like a Muslim hit. There was the Barack's campaign told the Canadians one thing about trade and Ohio another thing hit. There was the Barack's not the guy you want answering the phone in the White House at 3 in the morning hit. There was even the Barack's defiling the memory of Ann Richards because she would have wanted Hillary to have a clean shot at the nomination hit. And as always, 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 there was a steady drumbeat from candidate Clinton that I have a lifetime of experience I'll bring to the White House. I know Senator McCain's got a lifetime of experience he'll bring to the White House. And Senator Obama's got a speech against authorizing President Bush to attack Iraq he made in 2002. Now the strategy's been sufficiently, if not completely, validated. So Clinton will go on, and chances are that she'll go on rough. Will it be enough to secure her the nomination? Clinton and her aides think so. Their calculus goes like this. Obama's really just another Democratic presidential flash in the pan who started strong but will ultimately wear thin like Gary Hart in 84, like Paul Songus in 92, like Howard Dean in 2004. And Clinton can slowly but surely take advantage of uncertainty about Obama until she closes the deal at the convention or she arrives with momentum from late primaries and caucuses, maybe even revote victories from Michigan and Florida and a clear advantage among superdelegates. The scenario is not a likely one. More likely is a repeat of 72 when South Dakota Senator George McGovern seemed to have the nomination secured by early spring, but former Vice President Hubert Humphrey's campaign kept raising doubts about McGovern to the very end. The Humphrey campaign and its allies pulled no punches. They suggested, with none too subtle encouragement from incumbent President Richard Nixon's surrogates, that a McGovern candidacy and presumably a McGovern presidency would be all about acid, abortion, and amnesty, legalizing drugs, attacking moral values, and forgiving military deserters. Democrats didn't buy it, but they gave McGovern more primary wins than the nomination. McGovern and his campaign were done severe damage, though. A World War II hero with a stellar Senate record on serious issues like providing food aid to the world, so stellar that Bob Dole and George Bush would ultimately celebrate his work in this particular area, was redefined as what Republicans in their amen corner of the media now refer to as a McGovernite. Clinton's campaign has been given a new lease on life. It'll continue. But she and her supporters, as well as Democrats, who may still be undecided about this contest, need to think long and hard about the kind of campaign will now run against Barack Obama. If the Clinton camp runs the right campaign on legitimate issues, and if it does so with dignity, they won't harm Democratic prospects in November, no matter who the nominee turns out to be. On the other hand, if they run wrong and seek to destroy Obama by any means necessary, they could be responsible for two defeats, Clinton's for the nomination and Obama's for the presidency in November. 
Those are the stakes as long as the campaign for the Democratic presidential nomination now enters its most dangerous stage, says John Nichols. It's dangerous. It's like us today. We've been really dangerous, man. I can't believe we sold those things out in milliseconds, man. In like about a tenth of a second. Mm-hmm. We sold those things. Eat your heart out, Stu Gotts. Of course, there's a reason we sell them out fast. Number one, because we have great restaurants on here. And number two, because we have an audience. Wow. Yeah. How do you like that? Dangerous combination. Yeah, how do you like that for a campaign speech, huh? For some talking points. We sell our certificates because we have an audience. Some people take weeks and weeks to sell their crap because nobody is listening. Just a few guys licking and sniffing old jock straps from the Dolphin locker room. Or from the Keens. How about those Keens? Eh? How about the Keens? Juvenile man, sophomoric, childish, pathetic. Do we, do we still have that clip from the uh, basketball game last night with Zagaki and uh, Clarence? I bet I could find it. Can you find it? The one that they played like this morning? the final the, call uh, or something? What is it? What, what do you want, like the final call? I don't know what it was. It was like a tisket a tasket. Somebody stuck something in somebody's basket. I don't know. Oh, Christ. I mean, there's probably going to be a whole bin of stuff here. You can find, you know. I'll look well, for the give, give, me a, give me a rub down of what it is. What does it say? Well, hold on. i got to pull it up, you know. Yeah, pull it. Brandon says you can't pull it because you ain't got it. But nevertheless. Well, there's Mike Huckleberry. What the hell's he doing on there? Dressed real like a real yehu, like he is. Happened. I'm just grateful for what did happen. Yeah, us too. They got rid of your ass. So we're grateful for that. Now, now look what we got. We got a doddering old crazy person. And what do you got in the bin? It's got a load, man. Just have a little patience. It's got a load? You know how our audio vault is. Oh, it's a piece of crap. Didn't we warn them, George, when we came to the station, don't buy the yeah, audio vault. It's crap. No matter what we'd say, it's like Fat Boy. Don't hire him. He's trouble. Oh, no, we're going to hire Fat Boy. He's great. Haven't heard from him in a long time. I probably shouldn't mention his name. No, doesn't have another right, I know. Right. Hear the sirens in the back again? No. They're coming to take Joe Zagaki away. After he started hyperventilating and I came just screaming uncontrollably and carrying on. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! You got it or not? You you don't got it. Not not from uh, I'm not seeing uh, I've seen some UNBC not from the BC game last but, night, uh, but not from last night. Well, if you ask you. someone during the break, they'll tell them where it is. Yeah, I'll get something for you. The Big O played it this morning. Okay. It was embarrassing, man. It was humiliating and degrading. Just out of control. It's one thing to you know, bring excitement to play-by-play. -play. That's what it's all about, you know, when there's something exciting going on. It's another thing just to scream uncontrollably. Even a five-year-old child can do that. Like that, you know, like guilty. Yeah. By the way, how about that Anderson kid? Was it 93 saves in the last two games for the Panthers? Anybody interested in the Panthers? No. And how come we haven't done any horse racing today, George? We're that, that's a good question, I know. Well, yeah, we got to get you ready for your uh, next appearance at Gulfstream. It's Performer's right. Image oh, and that Rhythm and News. Right back at him toward the, the rail. Lunatic. Those two clear by three. I am from the west. Racing along third. Toward the rail, he's a flamer as fourth. Oh, he's a flamer. From the outside, Must God Holy Spirit fifth. Three lengths farther back to cold sweat sixth and still nothing. From time... For Champagne as they leave the half-mile marker and swing around the far turn. Performer's image. Along the rail, rhythm and use. Got Holy Spirit is third. I am from the West Point. A gap of three. He's a flamer being set down for the drive fifth. Five lengths clear of cold sweat sixth. And time for Champagne seventh with a quarter of a mile to run. Performer's image and Luis Gonzalez off to lead by two. Rhythm and use is second. Four links farther back to God. Holy Spirit is third. 
as the render the stretch performer's image in full command. Rhythm and use is second. On the outside, he's a flamer third, but down to the wire. Performer's image striding clear to take it at 9-2, to two, reporting home five lengths to the good. Okay, now do you have 100 to win on that one or what? No. See, I can always, almost always tell you the winner like on the last turn on top of the stretch. You see who's got the big mo, you know? Do, 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 big do, 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 do. You look at the odds, you see the, the horse that was leading was like 80 billion to one, you know, he's going to puke his guts out. Like most of your horses last time. Hey. Gasping for oxygen. Don't you hate that? <laughs> Whatever. When you had to lead at the top of the stretch, and as they come through the stretch, the horse is like on its hands and knees, like, oh, please, get off of me. Let me just take, lay down and take a nice nap, you know. I'm sure you've heard that before. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. I hate people that use snappy openers for their show segments. Like that one to two hour. The old man doesn't have a chance. He's John McKay. And he just can't stop singing for you. The girl that I'm begging looks just like Cindy. Lobbyist babe with long blonde hair. <laughs> War. No bid crony contract spoils for the few of us to attain power and riches beyond our imagination and a delicious Baghdad embassy to rival the billionaire's playground of Dubai. Uh, that's what it's good for. <laughs> I'm John McCain, and I approve of sitting here in my simulated rice paddy cell that I had constructed in my basement for old time's sake. <laughs> Beware of eloquence, my friends. Uh, don't let them sweet talk you into peace. Uh, there's not much happening here. So let's wage war for a hundred years. Investigators found at least 117 planes flew in safety violation on Southwest. I've never flown Southwest, have you? A lot, I have. And? Uh, not That's so good. Cheap, but you never, you're still alive. I'm still alive, but it's... Uh... 117 planes should have been grounded until well, inspection, not like that. It doesn't make me feel all that confident. Now, here's a spy report from one of my MySpace people. It says, I heard you talking about Brian Williams yesterday, and you said you don't like him as much anymore. Well, I don't. Well, it turns out he's a Nazi, a dittohead, a Rush sycophant, a Bushista. So keep that in mind. P.S. Dana Bash is getting married to John King of CNN. Oh, my God. The shrunken head is getting married to John King. Not that he's any great prize, but nevertheless. Notice all these incestuous relationships that go on? Nope. Like, what's her name that was uh, supposedly getting married to Rush? What was her name? Darren Kagan. Darren Kagan. She vanished. I, she was okay. Good. Uh. I didn't say she was great. Look, look what else is on that thing, for Christ's sakes. You got Candy Cowley, Wolf Blitzkrieg. No. no. And then that damn Kira Phillips, that bitch. And then the, uh, that the Tony Harris guy. The grinning, uh, oh. There has to be a law against him being on my TV. Maybe there's something like a V-chip. I can, like, uh, okay. bleep him out of there. I'm serious. When in doubt, i got to bleep him out. He, he gives me spilkies just seeing him. Always like drooling with uh, like a uh, glib uh, smir uh, smirking uh, smirking chimp. Anyway, so it's our big one to two hour now, and of course uh, tomorrow I'm leaving at noon. <laughs> Going on vacation wow. at noon. 
really cracks me up that he called me oh, for like a, an inquisition about why I'm leaving at noon. I mean, like, like, like it's a big deal taking a couple hours because I got to catch a flight and go on vacation and enjoy myself and it have a great time. It's a As opposed deal. to taking off every time there's a bird with diarrhea, like Joe Rose was not again this morning because his daughter had her bar mitzvah or something. I mean, I don't begrudge Joe. Don't get me wrong. I don't begrudge any. I'm all for the talent, even jerks. And when I say talent, there I'm using it real loosely. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm all for the talent. And of course, I'm a big believer in screwing off and taking as much time off as possible. Now tomorrow morning we got to be here. I got to be here because we got the ratings coming out. And you're sure as hell not going to sit there and ramble on about the ratings for an hour. No. So I got two hours tomorrow morning between ten and noon. One hour of which is already taken care of. How do you like that? Okay. Now, is that called mailing it in? Femailing it in. No, not femailing it in. That's if the goddess. Yeah, maybe she's femailing it in. I think she would like to. I'm not really sure I understand that whole story, you know? Which one? Hers. Oh. And Jim. Mm-hmm. Now, are they, are they uh, have gone separate ways a long time ago, I guess? I don't know. Hi, this is Jim. Love your show, Neil. Love you, love you. I mean, the only thing that we ever heard about him was that he had a Technicolor um, thing, yes. you know. It was multicolored and multidirectional. Really? It zigged and it zagged. <laughs> and then there was a, oh. a, a curve and a Woo. twist involved, too. I'm not sure exactly uh, be the order of it. Well, there are probably a lot of twists in that story, but nevertheless. Maybe <laughs> Oliver Twist. And rhymes with limp wrist. Six people kidnapped and tortured a Jewish teenager by punching and kicking him and writing dirty Jew on his forehead, judicial officials said on Wednesday in France, no less. Those Frenchmen, God, those frogs. <coughs> By the way, we're going to get a law passed to prevent any frogs from coming to Florida ever again. Now, do you have a lot of frogs uh, by where you live in Hollywood there? Are there? We. We. We, we? Lots. Got to do something about it. I, I try to drive around them as they drive down the road slowly. Because mm-hmm. you know? I'm sure a lot of people like to see frogs croak. And if I see one standing in line, you know, or hear the ha ha ha, you know, in line, yeah. I, try, I try to get into another line because I know they're going to argue with the cash, yeah. cash register, the cashier. If you see one crossing the, the street, by sure. the way, you get a lot of extra points on uh, Thursday. Le français sans cochon. The 19 year old victim met him with his six alleged attackers, a range of age from 17 to 20, in the Paris suburb of Bagneux. To try to settle an argument about a missing cell phone and camcorder, officials from the prosecutor's office in Antares said. The officials spoke on the condition of anonymity because the investigation is ongoing. They said the six held the victim for about nine hours, taunted him for being Jewish, and said he was gay. They allegedly forced him to eat cigarette butts and scrawled anti-Semitic and homophobic insults on his forehead. The victim, whose identity has been released, suffered slight injuries. I wonder what they wrote on his forehead. You fairy! The alleged attackers have been detained. Investigators filed preliminary charges against them. The preliminary charges included committing acts of torture or barbarism and kidnapping by a gang. I bet you John McCain was all for it. The Bagno City Hall said in a statement that officials were shocked and outraged by the attack. The suburb was the site of a 2006 attack against another young French Jew, Elon Halimi, who was kidnapped, tortured, and killed by a gang. The president of one of France's leading Jewish organizations, the representative council of Jewish organizations of France, said anti-Semitic attacks in the nation were down 30% last year, but Richard Pasquier said the new attack suggests that anti-Semitic prejudice is still very present. The head of an organization that tallies anti-Semitic crimes in France, the BNVCA, said many recent victims, including the 19-year-old in last month's attack, were not religious Jews and had little connection with the Jewish community. Maybe he was like eating some halafah while he was walking down the street. That's always a tip-off, you know? 
Not good. You don't have to be religious to enjoy a good stick of halava, especially chocolate. Mm. The fact good. of having a Jewish name was enough for these aggressors to identify him as one and to harass him, Sammy Gozlan said, whoever that is. France has Western Europe's largest population of Jews and Muslims. Oh, boy. The nation faced a surge in anti-Semitic crime starting in 2000 after tensions between Israelis and Palestinians flared up in the Middle East. It's like those kids when I was growing up in Rochester, man. Our two best friends corner me in the garage one day. Why did you kill Christ? Why did you kill Jesus? I said, I didn't even know him for Christ's sake. Leave me alone already. You killed him so that, the, the Goyim could get the day off. What? They should uh, thank you, you uh, because because of that we get the day off. The Goyim. That's right. Thanks, Jew boy. You're welcome. And they learned that in the Catholic school right across the street from my house. Boy, I tell you, you want to talk about bigotry and anti-Semitism? Wow. That neighborhood was like a crazy... Of course, leave it to my father, man. He was a real astute guy, you know? Not that we were religious or anything, but nothing like a Jews moving right across from a Catholic school. Always a good move, Pa. You schmuck. Schmeckeggy? Schmendrick. Schlamazel. Schmuck? That, too. I just said that. Oh, I'm sorry. Schmendrick. What city or country... Do you, now, you got to admit, there's a lot of S, uh, S-H... <laughs> the world is full of SH yeah. when you come right Coincidence? down. There's a lot of great Yiddish words that begin with SSH. And speaking of SH, prepare for his democratic There's that old schmagigi of John McCain with a puffed up today, First in Florida, now in Atlanta. Now, do you think if you start, I, I know he had the skin cancer, but do you think if you stuck like a pin in that cheek, the air would come out? Oh, there's Maybe. Anna Bash. She's marrying John King. And John she's been McCain. screwing her brains out. Maybe that's why she's got that little shrunken head now, you think? Maybe. What city or country do you want to visit when, uh, that you've never been to? Oh, there! look at that. There's John McCain with Charlie Christ. Aha! Uh-huh. Birds of a feather consort so together. I wouldn't really be surprised if they're doing something. His time. Had a fundraiser in Florida. I don't know exactly what, but I'm sure it has something to do with... Uh, Rectum. Yeah. What city do you want to visit? Rome, 88. Amsterdam, 69. And what did you vote for? Vancouver. Really? Yeah, but I want to change it to New Zealand now. New Zealand 47. Who put New Zealand on there? I didn't Me. have it on my list. You did? Yeah. Why? Because I want to go there. What about Australia? Did we put that on our list? No. Uh, yeah, A lot of people okay. want to go down under. Uh-huh. China 41, Havana 37, Paris 29, Berlin 27, Vancouver 25, Israel 19, Brazil 17, Sweden 17. You find a lot of anti-Semites there in Sweden. Spain 16, San Francisco 15, Copenhagen 10, Toronto 9, Peru 7, Boston 7. Chicago, 6. Bahamas, 5. Colombia, 5. New York, 5. L.A., 3. Mexico, 2 now. Wow. Taco must be awake. And Jamaica, none. Nobody wants to go to Jamaica, man. They can buy it on the street corner. Why do they got to go all the way there? Right? Right. And the great news is we got 509 votes. Nice going, Josh. Chris will be very pleased when he comes in tomorrow. If he does come in tomorrow. Well, I won't be here tomorrow, so. Now, is that like a threat? Well, I'm just letting you know, so if, if there's going to be another fill-in, it's going to be somebody else. To fill-in? Man, that check hasn't arrived yet, either. Damn it. <laughs> I think Brandon had a point about him. Yeah, Brandon's got a good point. Here's a guy that's begging me to send him a check. He waits I told you month. why I can't. He waits till Monday. He needs it for this weekend for a bachelor party. He knows it takes several days for the mail to get from here to there, and it's very uh, unreliable, and sometimes it takes like a week. Now, if you needed me to FedEx it to you, like it was some kind of emergency, even though it would have cost me 30 bucks to send the FedEx, I would have been more than happy to do it. I, you know. What's 30 bucks when you're sending somebody a 1000 
been delighted to do it. But no, no, send it in the mail so you can bitch at me. But oh, it's not here yet. It's not here yet. You screwed up my life. It's not. Oh, the Texas caucuses, fifty-six to forty-four percent for Obama. Of Homeland Security. There is your president. It's clear to me, and I know it's clear to you. That you're a butcher. It's clear to me that you're a butcher, that the economy's gone to hell in a handbasket. You've destroyed the economy, not just in this country, but the whole freaking world. That the, uh, oh my God. U.S. dollars worth about a quarter of a cent. And thank you for those low gas prices. I'm going to go out, take about 500 bucks, and fill up the tank of that potty. You remaining. The best Too young. Coming next year, the King of Pop penetrates your hometown, touring to benefit the Cardinal Classy School for Wayward Boys. It's Michael Jackson. You got my good ladies and picky. I've got a very appetite. Michael Jackson Yes, Michael performs all of his greatest hits from oldies with the Jackson Five. They're learning the ABCs. I'm getting down on my knees. Removing the dungarees. ABCs out of me, baby, you and me. That's right. From the timeless tunes of the Jackson Five to the classic solo work, Michael Jackson's benefit to her aims to please. Tickets now. Boys under ten admitted free when accompanied by no one. That's funny, you know. That thing that reminds me of some good news. You know what that is? What? We don't hear almost anything about him anymore. About it. Next good news. Yeah. I mean, OJ. He refuses to go away. Every few weeks, there's another OJ thing. You know. 
And Brittany, well, we had a few. We've had several days of uh, peace and quiet from that bitch. But Michael has kind of like gone away. He's over there mm. in uh, somewhere in the Middle East. He finally got the clue. Should have done that a long time ago. What do you mean by that? He kept inflicting himself on us. Remember yeah. that for a while there? Finally figured it out that uh, the less said the better. Right. So anyway, uh, Howard Dean, who we just saw in there before on uh, whatever was CNN, <laughs> whatever it is. Well, listen to that. You like that audio? I like oh, it. Oh, yeah. Democratic National Committee Chairman Howard Dean urged Florida and Michigan Party officials to come up with plans to repeat their presidential nominating contest so that their delegates can be counted. All they have to do is come before us with rules that fit into what they agreed to a year and a half ago, and then they'll be seated, Dean said, in around interviews today on network and cable TVs, making the rounds. The two state parties will have to find the funds to pay for new contests without help from the National Party, Howie said. We can't afford to do that. That's not our problem. We need our money to win the presidential race, he said. The rules were set a year and a half ago, Dean said. Florida and Michigan voted for them, then decided they didn't need to abide by the rules. Well, when you're in a contest, you need to abide by the rules. Everybody's got to play by the rules out of respect for both campaigns and the other 48 states. CNN's John Roberts asked Dean if he thought the Florida Republican governor was trying to influence the Democratic race. When you look at the players involved here, Governor Christ is a Republican, Roberts asked Dean. It may be in his interest to have Hillary Clinton be the nominee because Republicans would like to run against her. Hillary Clinton got most of the number of votes in the primary of Michigan. Are there any honest brokers involved in this discussion? Of course, she got most of the poll votes in Michigan because there was nobody else on the ballot. Nobody. Nobody. She got 55% against nobody. You put your finger on exactly the problem, Dean told Roberts. If you argue that, that this after the fact, you're arguing to advantage uh, one campaign or the other. I have to be the referee and the honest broker and say we'll stick to the rules. It's the only way you can maintain the integrity of the process. The rules may be wrong. Maybe Florida and Michigan wish they hadn't done that now. I suppose they thought they would do it and come up and bush us into violating the rules. Bush us into it. How do you like that? Or maybe it meant push us. It says bush us. You know what that means, don't you? No. Explain it. I don't know. Oh. The Department of Homeland Security is working to protect our transportation systems and other critical infrastructure. Sure. Looks like he's preaching to a choir in church, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Are you on there? I'm sure you're not. Yeah, I am. I'm changing it right now to booty video. Get off of there. Put on anything else would be good. Maybe the horse racing channel would be good. Ooh, Kincaid and Garcia. Maybe some hockey would be good. I'm sure Clarence would like that. I bet you I can find some hockey. NHL Network. Shot. Pulls it. Doesn't get a good look at it. Kodalik now six goals in the past eight games after going 0-14 to tip. Entered the net with some velocity. Now we'll wait for the official. Oh, it's Chris Cuthbert. It sounds like somebody took a rope and tied it around his nuts. So anyway, this, uh, let's see. Washington beat Buffalo 3-1 in that game. It's last night's game. Who wants to see that now, right? You want to have replays of games from last night? I don't think so. No. Maybe some old Leaf games from 100 years ago, back when they used to win a game or two. Here's a race from Dubai. Peter's mark. Mutasilil's goes the way down the side of the course. He's a length and a half in front of Lucky Find. Jalil out deep now goes to third. He's this whole thing with these British race announcers, man. I mean, Trevor Demon is great, but all that. Of course, this guy's in Doobie Doobie Dubai. And why is it that the English speak? Uh, I guess it must be a British thing, you know? What's that? The British influence in the Middle East when they were the British Empire, you know, when they were colonizing uh, all Everything. the places. Right. Am I right? Yeah. The damn Brits. Oh, my God. What, how did that British Empire going now? How'd that work out? No, those Arabian horses, guess where they came from? Tanzania. Right. 
Gail Collins writes a column, Hillary's Edge. Gail Collins in the New York Times. I discuss, she's got to be new. I don't know who the hell she is. She's had a few columns here I've read in the last couple of weeks, and i never heard of her before. But I better do the break first, because I don't want to step all over it. Well, there's the uh, police commissioner in New York talking about that blast at the uh, Army Recruiting Center this morning. Oh, yeah. We're doing canvases and what we do See, this is the problem, the 24-7 news cycle with all these talking head uh, channels. You're right. i got to get off of this crap. i got to cure my... i got to take the cure. Let me scan the movie channels. Maybe a uh, vacancy is on. Oh, here's my friend. Oh, it's not my friend, Flicka. It's just Flicka. As in, like, Flicka, your ashes over there and out of my face. Flicka booger. S- still life. No, I don't want to see that. Seven swords. Don't you love people that say sword? No. Drop dead sexy. The world... As in, we are the world, the reflecting skin, the wackiest something or other, with the, uh, who is that? What? I don't know, but I'd sure like to know who that is. Maybe maybe a, a date would be good. Uh, the reflecting skin, Earth, the final conflict, Doc, Alien 3. Extremely bad on a report, would it not, sir? <clears throat> oh, Sigourney Weaver's in that. In Alien 3. Did you know that? Yeah, she's in all of them. CSI Miami, that uncertain feeling, the nature of things, uh, Force 10 from Navarone, Bang. I better. You want to see Bang? I thought maybe it was the one you were talking about. Breach. Breach, Bang, The Gruesome Twosome, and The Magnificent Seven. Oh, speaking of The Gruesome Twosome, we got the Jerks and the tweak, tweak, Jerks and Twerks coming up at 2 o'clock, whatever the hell it is. No. Is he going to get on time today? Well, what happened yesterday? Tweak is not uh, is not doing the show right now. What does that mean? He got suspended. He got suspended? Yeah. Oh, let's do the break, and then we'll find out why. The biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Only in the Banana Republic, baby. Only in Miami. You know what we haven't heard in a long time? This. Right. Gee, Foyery, Soyery, you know. Looks like the Quaker Roads guy. Smells from the body robos. Barbara Bush has 40,000 eyes full of her eyes popped out. <laughs> it happened when she realized. Like the magic sauce on the 
stop and think for just a moment about George Herbert Walker Bush humping her. You know, just that'll cure you of all you. your ills. 132 at 560 WQA, and we got 540 votes on that poll. And uh, Josh Cordes is about to tell us why Tweak, Twerp, uh, Twitch, whatever. I, I, I think suspended. he's getting the up-to-date story right now as we speak. He's getting an up to chart? Right, he's getting uh, a briefing. And as soon as he comes in. <laughs> yeah. Who's he get, getting the briefing from? Uh, Carlos. And as soon as he comes in, not the one you're thinking. And as soon as he gets in, uh, we'll uh, debrief him. Yeah. Or you can. Or you can. Don't say anything on the air because it's, uh, you know, like Too that. bad. I know that they had relegated him to the night shift. Here's what I do know, but I'm not up to date. This is fascinating. How come? Now, when did this happen? Uh, apparently, the the incident or chain of incidences that led up to it happened last week. And yeah. so this week, Tweak was not doing the show Carlos is. So whether or not he's been relegated to the night shift, as I was originally told, or he's been just full-on suspended, I'm not sure. Oh, look at that, because it says on here, uh, the jerk show. I didn't even look at the schedule. The jerk show with... Um Carlos. Allison and Carlos P. Yes. Carlos Precari. Have you ever seen Carlos P? No. He's a nice guy. What do you mean if I've ever seen him? You probably have. He's been here a long time. Yeah. You just probably never noticed him. He's not good looking. No. No, No. he's not. He's ugly? Is he really ugly? You'd think so. I didn't ask you that. I mean, can't you give me a straight answer, so Um, to speak? See, that was the straight answer. Well, no, that would not be the straight answer. Is he ugly? He's nondescript. Oh, okay, like you. You're a nondescript. You're not ugly. I'm way better uh, looking than him. I'm way more nondescript than he is. Really? Sure. I don't care what he looks like. What, that, that's not the issue. So what? Now, you obviously know some of this. Why do we need to wait for uh, Josh? Because I'm not up to date and, and I could be wrong. Okay, let me get the Josh while said you're suspended. I thought he was just reallocated. And this is the guy that the jerks brought in from, from somewhere, from some other station? Right. From ESPN, I believe, from Bristol, Connecticut, to come down because he... From uh Shell. I beg your pardon? From Sinclair, from that station. Oh, Exxon? Uh-huh. What city or country do you want to visit the most that you've never been to is our poll today? It's going over good, 543 vote. It's a good poll, especially this time of year when people are planning their vacation if they can afford to take one. The Earl, oh, I better look it up while we're waiting now. How long is this going to go on that he's going to get this lowdown? I mean, is he ever coming back? You know, Cordis. Well... I hope Oil, $103.97 a barrel. Oil, $104.02. You can't even read it fast enough before you get the numbers out. There he goes with those numbers. The Dow is down 150. Canadian uh, loonie, a dollar uh, one and a half, 101 and a half. The euro, oh my God, almost 154, 153.70. Oh, brother. Oh, my God. Okay, let's get back to the pool. Is he coming back in or what? Hey, Josh, come back. Yeah, come back in. You're supposed to give us the lowdown. Quit, the, you know, being a yenta. No, no, we want him to be a Yenta. Well, a little bit of a Yenta, but not till 2 o'clock. Yenta I mean, up, but hurry on back. Okay, here's the deal. Rome 98, that's been leading right from the beginning, and why not? Amsterdam 74, New Zealand 50, China 44, Havana 39. Berlin, do you have any desire to go to Havana? Not currently, but maybe someday. Maybe someday when, uh, when Raul uh, dies. When a little bit better, yeah. You bring all the casinos back, and it's a glitzy sure. place. Berlin, 29, Paris, 29, Vancouver, 26, Spain, 20, Israel, 19, Sweden, 19, Brazil, 17, San Francisco, 15, Copenhagen, 11, Peru, 10, Toronto, 10, Boston, 7, Bahamas, 6, Chicago, 6, Colombia, 5, 
New York 5, L.A. 3, Jamaica 2, and Mexico 2. So Jamaica and Mexico are tied. They're sucking wind in last place. Now, did he come back in or not? Not. Well, what is he doing out there? That's How long could it important. take to tell his story? Maybe he went to the bathroom. What do you mean he went to the bathroom? I said maybe. I don't know where he is. I'm going to text Get him. out of here. I, I, I think that uh, just like the day that Zach was going to come in and tell us to low down on Mo, <laughs> I think somebody intercepted him in the hallway. Well, too bad. We'll, uh, we'll squeeze the information out of him one way or another. Yeah, just like that squeeze cheese at Taco Viva mm-hmm. and Josh Friedman's Pupik. Florida and California states with significant investor speculation overbuilding during the real estate boom helped push the percentage of homes entering foreclosure nationwide to record highs, an industry group says today. Together, Florida and California had 21% of all outstanding loans, but were responsible for 30% of new foreclosures in the three-month period ending December 31. In Florida, 10.69% of borrowers with first lien homes were behind on payments or in foreclosure, compared to 7.86% nationwide. The percentage of new foreclosures in the state rose 5.19% from 3.52 in the previous quarter, driven by a large percentage of defaults among subprime borrowers who got loans despite shaky credit. More than 17% of all subprime loans entered foreclosure in the fourth quarter, compared to just 2.66% of prime loans. NBA economist Doug Duncan said the state's foreclosure problems were the result of interest rates resetting on adjustable rate loans, coupled with falling home prices. We don't expect to see the pick in delinquencies or foreclosures until mid to late 2008 with a slowdown in activity and seizure of credit markets, Duncan said, adding the significant tightening of lending standards by financial institutions could also delay the market's recovery. Recovery, my ass. Okay, now what's the story? Did he come back yeah, in? Yeah, yes, I'm in here. Okay. Now this, you, you do understand you were out there for a long time, so we're anticipating a lot of information. I'm sorry. But we're going to do the, you don't have a lot of information? About? <laughs> Biggest name. The best Hey, he's on the phone. Don't bother him. Let's see how long it takes him to notice. Oh, there he goes. The biggest names, the best talent. You're right, Brandon. You're listening to Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. That wasn't even the right rejoin, baby. That was the ID. What a schmuck. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless... Well, thought Bill O'Reilly's a purveyor of hate. Green tooth rednecks think he's great. The other night, Bill did what he does best. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless... Hang him, hang him, take Bill O'Reilly and hang him. Hang him from the highest tree. One less knee of concrete. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> well, O'Reilly ain't no done, I miss. Only right-wingers can say things like this. Throws a knife at Obama's wife. I don't want to go on a lynching party against Michelle Obama unless... Hang him, hang him. Take Bill O'Reilly and hang him. Hang the bad ass from a tree. Oh! That's neocon freak. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> I'd like to tie it to the back of my big old boat and drag a tasty ass down a gravel road. Make them wince, wrench and twist, till it tear off the flesh off a son of a bitch. Hang them, hang them, 
take Bill O'Reilly and hang him. Hang his white ass from a tree. When Les Neal come free. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out in the hall and wander around for a few minutes, so you guys carry on. I mean, what was that all about? I'm sorry, man. I'm, I'm doing like 800 things at the same Why? time. Why? I'm screwing up. Because I'm on the phone. I'm doing something. like I'm sorry. That's my bad. They were bugging him with web, web business. So let's get that story. It's really not a good story. That's why, whatever. Hey. Um, no, he, he basically... Uh, that's why everybody wants to hear it. They don't want to hear any good stories. They want to hear a bad story. We'll be the judge of it. I mean, basically, all there is to it is that he, uh, you know, normally, you know, before your show, you show up, you know, before. an hour before or however, you know, they, he has work yeah. to do. He actually gets here at 10 a.m. I don't know what he's doing that whole time, but he gets here at 10 a.m. for a 2, yeah, two o'clock show. And, uh, and uh, I guess yeah. one day last week, he... Uh, had his phone off and showed up five minutes before the show started, so he he got suspended. Uh, by the way, uh, he got suspended and, and got like the QAM punishment, which I guess my I guess is to work overnights. All right, so I was right about that. Yeah, he got punished to work overnights. That's the suspension. Is he works overnights? I, yeah. I guess that's what the QAM suspension is. On ESPN Radio and that crap. Yes. Wow, that's a fate worse than death. Now, can he get in there by midnight or what? I mean, he's probably got some heavy-duty stuff going on. We don't know. He's an idiot. He noticed. I mean, I'm not saying that coming in one day at 5 to 1 is... Uh, I'm sure that somebody got really porked off about that. You no, know, like 5 to 2. Like 5 to I mean, four. 5. That, that's what I meant, 5 to 2. Somebody got really upset about that, like the guy that does the show. Probably got, like, psychotic about that. I think it's the guy more running the show. Like the station. Like, you know, your boy, Clarence. Oh, Clarence got upset about it. I what do I would imagine he's the one that would have to uh, make the call. My boy, Clarence. That's right. He's your buddy, your pal. You're, you guys sit there in the meetings together, man. I don't know what you're talking about. You guys, you sit there in those big meetings and sit around in a big circle. One can only imagine what goes on after that. Look at that. It's 38 degrees, man. There's a little bit of sunshine, Ooh. blue sky. I'll be out of here at noon tomorrow. I'm not going to worry about torque and tweak. And I, I can't worry about that. Because it, it looks to me like we're re degenerating back into that sandbox phase again. You know what I mean by that? Yeah, but that's all right. The sandbox phase. Like a whole bunch of little children running around. It was kind of that way when we came to QAM. All little sports nerds, man. They're all uh, we're doing their betting, uh, betting on this and betting on that. And Hank had Like Hank was like the cheerleader. He was like the pivot man. And Clarence was one of those people back then. Donnie B. And who was the other one? Who was the one that gave me that movie, The Shawshank, that I still haven't watched? Jason Blasball. J Jason Blasballs. Yeah. Jason Blackballs. Or was it Jason Blueballs? Oh, The Chronic and Coco, my God. He said, today's pool about places you've never been but want to visit needs the choice other. No, it does not. No, it doesn't. So we'll put, he wants to go to London. Okay, so let's put London on there. He says, this isn't like I hate this ball. It's legitimate and really needed. So, I don't think it's really needed. We got almost 600 votes on there during the show on a new pool we just put up this morning. I think that's pretty heavy duty myself, being the poolmeister that I am. Russ, with all due respect, do you think we need other on there? No. No, of course not. So put you know I hate answers there. like that anyway. What? 
I hate those catch-all answers. I buy your used jewelry. If you have gold rings, gold earrings, I'll give you cash. If you have diamonds, bring them to me. I'll give you cash. I love gold. Bring me your old gold and I'll give you cash. Because... I'm the cash man. I told you, Oliver Jewelry, I love his spot. I don't know why. He's a silly guy, but, you know. Mm -hmm. He's standing there. He's got all this money in his hand. He's waving it around. I'll take, I'll take those. I'll take all the 50s. Thank you. And the hundreds. So anyway, put London on there. It'll make Russ the Chronic and Coco happy. And, you know, he, I mean, wouldn't it have been much easier to just say London's not on there? I mean, uh, Why do something easy when you can do it hard? Okay, London's on there already. He didn't vote for you. Come on, Russ, get with it. Somebody's got to vote for that place. Who wants to go see those pasty constipated Brits anyway? You go see Buckingham Palace and the changing of the guard and all those constipated bastards standing there. It's like seeing the stiffs in Amsterdam on the Damrak. You know the stiffs? Yeah. The painted, what do you call them? I don't know, the guards? No, no, in, in Amsterdam, the guys that stand out there and paint their body and stand out like... Uh, the mimes? Yeah, the, they're mimes, like Marcel Marceau, like mimes. No speak of uh, anything. You've never seen them? Not around here. Well, there's lots of them. Yeah, I know what a mime looks like. Yeah, a lot of them. And they, got their, they got their little thing there, and uh, you know, he's supposed to put some coins in there for them. I never put any coins in there. What the hell am I going to put coins in there? Standing out there painted silver or whatever. And I'm thinking to myself, boy, you look like an idiot. What, what's the big deal with that? But, you know, there's schleppers. There's a lot of desperate people around the world. They're beggars. Beggars. Spare some change, Mr. Azicle, and hey, have a nice day anyway. Get out of my way, okay? Get out of my way. Go find a job. Like the, like the window washing kids, you know, at the stoplights. We've got plenty of that here. They never tried it with me. They better not come anywhere near that damn solstice. I'll tell you that right now. I'll, I'll pull out my six-shooter. I'm an American, man. Get out of my way. I think all you got to do is say I'm an American, then they run for cover. They think you're going to shoot their ass. They're smart, right? Yeah, that's right. Run for cover. So that, that's kind of disappointing. I thought it was going to be like some kind of a juicy story. You know, I should have made something up. Well, what were you doing out in the hall then all that time for? What were you doing out there? I was taking a huge dump. Oh, well, so why didn't you tell us that? What? I don't know. Do you relay all your personal business? Yeah, actually, he does. No, and so do you. So do you. So do I. You know, no, I, I, I do. Well, first of all, you didn't Joyce. ask me. You didn't ask me what I was doing. I, I just, I figured you'd assume if I was gone for like. George five told me that you went out to get the update on what happened with. Uh, well, when I walked by, he was talking to uh, Carlos. Pete, Carlos. And uh, and I speculated actually. And then you saw him race to the tea room because I, I all didn't. the food, all the free lunch he had, today, all of a sudden was making its way. So good. It's warming its way through his colon. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We sure did the proud with that today. We had a good, uh, we've done a good job. Oceans one, two, uh, oceans two, three, four, two, three, four. Petey Lenny must have been pleased. Uh huh. Now, he what was. does that mean? He was. And he should have been. And so were the people. He could have been, and, and I think uh, you know we made up for the fact that the second spot. See, we didn't need the two spots before the uh, uh, noon thing. See what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the second spot, I was able to like add a whole bunch of other stuff on, thanks to the uh, website ad, and uh, make it like into a real spot, as opposed just to the oh, tune in at noon and buy, you know, go go online. I mean, I didn't do that because it was already a moot point; it was already over with, and they were all gone anyway. And once they're gone, you know how that goes; they're gone, and they were gone in 13 minutes, and, and a lot less than that, really. You know, I'm, I'm going to have a chat with that guy who's in, in charge of that page. That part of the oh, yeah. QM site. Well, don't you think so? I mean, that didn't, was no 13-minute deal. Right. That was more like a 13-second deal. Mm -hmm. But nevertheless, we've done a good job. And I certainly hope you got some of those certificates uh, hanging on. I do. 
standing by. I do. All right, tomorrow morning, speaking of standing by, going to be a lot of pressure. I sure hope that your buddy Chris comes back tomorrow morning, or he's going to wind up getting suspended, too. Like from the flagpole out there, like by the next door where all those old Yintas live. Going to hang his ass there. Because tomorrow we got the ratings coming out, 10 o'clock in the morning, the trend. November, December, and January. And Edo. Now, even though you hate the poll, I think you're going to be muy interesante in this. Are you not? Yes, we are. Yes. So let's hope we had a gigantic, a huge January so we can start getting prepared to spend that bonus money. People heading home from work late one night when they saw the sign of the fast food line. They pulled in and gave their order to the girl. And the next thing you know, they started to hurl. And I go help. Their stomach started to float. And I go help. Burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. It must have been the curse of the quesadilla. That's causing all of this diarrhea. But none of the sick are going to die. They just had a bad case of E. coli. From Taco Bell. Their stomach started to blow. In Taco Bell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. Should have skipped the damn chalupa. You might not have made but super. Next time you pass the sign, say no. Even though it's grilled, so it's good to go. Lots of people got sick and wished that they owned a gun. So they could hunt down the people who think outside the bar. Pain from the cramps they felt deep in their gut. So next time they'll just go to Pizza Hut. Now Taco Bell. Their stomach started to blow from Taco Hell. A burning inside their throat. It had a smell. That's when they started to blow. Not feeling well. From the bean burrito. From Taco Bell. Bye, bye, bye!